0: The Vikings are off to a 2-0 start to the 2019 high school football season. And unlike last season with 2-0 record to start the year that they had to forfeit, Princeton looking to keep this thing rolling as they open Greater Miami Conference play tonight. Good evening, everybody, on a warm, breezy summer night. I'm Richard Skinner, along with producer engineer, Zach Waddell, we come to you from Sycamore High School where tonight 2-0 Princeton takes on 2-0 Sycamore. It's opening night for the entire Greater Miami Conference, as each team now will play nothing but GMC games over the final eight games of the regular season. So this makes it a very big game. Princeton off 38-7 and 42-0 wins over Withrow. Games in which penalties came into play heavily for Princeton, but still two dominant performances by the defense in both of those games. Narrowly uh, not uh, getting the shutout in the opener thanks to a fourth down pass interference call in the end zone. Uh, but last week, dismantling Withrow, 42 to nothing. Sycamore went 6-4 and four a season ago under Scott DeTillo, who's in his 13th year, 14th year here at the school. He's 93-49 and 49 overall. And that 6-4 and four record came after Sycamore made the playoffs in 2016 and 2017. They made it a handful of years prior to that under DeTillo, but missed the playoffs last year for the first time since 2015. But they have gotten off to the 2-0 and start, beating Loveland 50-20 and knocking off Kings by a final count of 31-24. And they've done it with great offensive balance. First-year starting quarterback Andrew Fair, 26 of 36, 72.2%, 389 yards, five touchdowns and no interceptions, and they've run for 341 yards as well with William Ingle leading the way, 20 carries and 135 yards. In the receiving game, Jordan McConnell, the slot receiver, is off to a good start. 11 catches for 174 yards and three touchdowns. And defensively, the guy to watch tonight is linebacker Apollo Ford. 18 tackles in the first two games, including two quarterback sacks and a forced fumble. For Princeton... As I mentioned, it's been mostly the defense that's carried today, but the Vikings have also rushed for 520 yards and a 6.8-yard clip in the first two games and had several uh, plays called back by penalties that wiped out some big gains. Quarterback Mike Jaden Horton has led the way on the ground with 183 yards and 26 attempts and two touchdowns. James Price has added 153 on 21 totes, and Big Thomas Boyd has pounded in between the tackles 14 times for 67 yards. Horton has struggled through the air, however, in the first two games. Just 5 of 22 for 67 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. And Dorian Durham, who's coming to relief at times, he's 5 of 5 for 140 yards and two touchdowns in the first two games. And the defense has been led, of course, by linebacker Jaheen Thomas, who's heading to the University of Cincinnati. Up front, big Darian Henry, who's heading to Ohio State. But Kevin Suttles, the corner, has had a good start. 12 tackles and an interception. Leroy Bowers has had a great start. He's got two fumble recoveries and two interceptions in the first two games. So this is a Princeton defense that will fly around and try to cause as much trouble tonight with that balanced Sycamore offense as they can. It's the opening game for both teams in the Greater Miami Conference. Undefeated, 2-0, Sycamore. Undefeated, 2-0, Princeton. Kickoff is about 10 minutes away. We'll take a timeout when we come back. Rob Ewell will speak with the superintendent of schools at Princeton, Tom Burton, as we continue. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
1: Getting answers. Finding solutions. Local 12 News Investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking
0: action. Getting the truth. Local 12 News Investigates.
2: Welcome into the studios of ESP Media. I'm Rob Ebo with First and 10 with the Super. Tom Burton. Every Friday we huddle up with Tom on the latest with Princeton Schools. Happy Friday, Tom. How are you?
3: Oh, thank you, Rob. I'm doing great.
2: A nice win over Withrow Week Two, forty-two to nothing. The Vikings go two and zero. A tough match uh, tonight against the Sycamore Aviators at Sycamore uh, Friday Friday night at seven. They're both two and zero. So we'll talk about that to wrap things up. But let's uh, talk about the latest with Princeton schools, and we've got three quick topics to uh, cover. The fir- very first one was a wonderful story. Uh, that Mike Dyer from Channel 9 did on uh, number 71, Vincent Munlin Jr. It was just a great story, and I know you were quoted in the story and would like to talk about Vincent for a second.
3: Well, you know, we're very proud of our student athletes, and, uh, you know, Vincent certainly epitomizes a student athlete. In fact, uh, last year he finished third in the Rotary four week speech competition amongst all the schools in the area who participated. And his topic essentially was, even though you, when you look at me, I'm 6'6", six, six. even though when you look at me, I'm big and strong, I'm much more than an athlete. Please don't define me as an athlete. Define me as a student who happens to be an athlete. And he really, he really gets it. He's had a lot of great opportunities uh, in leadership perspective. In fact, just last week, or the week before last, he represented the school, one of ten kids. That with the state superintendent, Paula De Maria at a special luncheon. It's a great young man.
2: Wow. How exciting is that for you, a student athlete that wants to make sure that everyone recognizes him as the student part of the student athlete at, at you know, quite frankly, at such a young age and maturity? Of...
3: Well, and you know what, at a time in life where we have so many kids that struggle with identity in general, and then really not necessarily always having a very supportive family. What also was in the article was about the the importance of family, which I love. Yes. So that was tremendous. But also having somebody that gets recognized for being a student athlete that's been driven by a family who's very supportive and all of that, those are types of news stories we need to see more of.
2: Yeah, and and then the, I, I hate to use the, the R word, the recruiting word, but you know, so a a family uh, around the the dinner table or having lunch or breakfast over the weekend can pull up that story for a fourth, fifth, sixth grader and and show them, see, you you can you can do this, and it's it's just so nice to see, and it was just a, such a wonderful story.
3: Well, that's I would hope that that story would be talked about over and over and over again, and some of the values that both mom and dad have are just critical to Vincent's development, and that's what we need more of. Now, whether it's a grandmother or grandfather or a, a guardian or a foster parent, those roles are absolutely critical and the aunt and uncle, and those values can still be given over and over and over again when it comes to, I'm going to support my son, I'm going to support my daughter, but I'm holding them accountable because that's what we need to do. I'm not your friend. I am your mom. I am your dad. I'm your uncle, your aunt. I love you enough to hold you accountable.
2: Yes. Yes, I, I do believe we need more of that in society today, and I think it would go a long way. Uh, s- some more great news for Princeton City Schools getting acceptance into the League of Innovative Schools. And uh, I, I saw that. And I, it, just another wonderful uh, uh, item for Princeton City Schools. And I know you'd love to talk to the fans about the uh, League of Innovative Schools.
3: You know, Rob, we work overtime in Princeton. We have a complex district, and we work hard. We have to innovate over and over and over again. In fact, it becomes so commonplace for us to do that. I think some people, when they think innovation, what are we? Are we really innovating? Yeah, we're innovating over and over and over again. We're reinventing and trying to do things differently. And so, with the acceptance and there's only a 114 school districts in this in the country, only 114 in the country that were accepted wow. into the League of Innovative Schools, and and it's a think tank, and it's collaborative, and it's superintendents and uh, administration and the, all these cohorts to really kind of get together to try to figure out education and to do things differently, to disrupt education at a level that we need to do to be able to advance learning and to be able to really advance citizenship.
2: Well, that's exciting, and it, it it takes a team to get recognized to do that. And I know that uh, you'd be the first to applaud all of your staff and and uh, uh, colleagues that have uh, allowed you guys to get accepted into that.
3: Well, and if, you know what, Rob? That's I'm very, very glad you brought that up because you know so often I think superintendents sometimes you know you're you know you you, you get the credit, but you also get the blame. But sure. but the credit is really very rarely ever. Are doing. I mean, we may we have, may had the vision, and, but I was pushed by some other superintendents that are dear friends of mine to really look into this because of what it's done for their districts. And so we had people that helped along the way. Trisha Roddy, who's our director of communication, she helped Dr. Mary Phillips, associate superintendent, and it goes on and on and on with the people that had to um, have a vision and accept the vision and work on it to be able to really drive this and to. For acceptance, it was a it was a multiple tier process to get in, so it wasn't a. It was, certainly was not a formality. Everybody who applies does not get in, and like I said, only 114 in the country. Uh, boy, we're really honored.
2: Yeah, that, that's fantastic. <clears throat> that leads me to my final topic, which is a great tie-in with the Vincent Mundlin story, and then the League of Innovative Schools is talking about preparing students for the future.
3: You know, Bob. Uh, It is, um, I've probably been a little bit of a vigilante with some of my uh, posts and and what I've said to many people, but for years and years and years, the litmus test of a school has been kids going to college. Now, once they go to college, they may not be successful. Mm -hmm. They may may be successful and leave college with a debt that's so great that they're never going to be able to really live a life that they want to. We have kids going to military and I think that's a great option for kids if that's what their passion is. Sure. But for kids that don't have the college aspiration or the military aspiration, we need to have a plan for each student. And so the preparing for the future, whatever pathway kids choose, we need to have a plan. And I'm really excited about what we've done this year, we've kind of moved some things around. We have a career council, we've won a huge grant. So we're going to actually have another part-time person that does not cost the district anything, and we're able to have another person that's going to be able to drive and help having kids have experiences, whether it be job shadow, internship, paid or unpaid, uh, field trips, and this grant's going to pay for kids to get out into businesses, get out to colleges, get at hospitals, Bring in military. I'm really excited about this to be able to advance and prepare for each student to be college, career, life successful.
2: It's It's so exciting each week talking with you, Tom, and hearing about all the great things at uh, Princeton City Schools. I, I hope the fans... Uh, and parents and grandparents are uh, appreciating this because there's great stuff uh, coming through this podcast on everything super that's going on at Princeton City Schools, and thank you for sharing that with us. Let's talk football tonight. Kickoff, 7 o'clock, Sycamore Junior High. Uh, two schools, 2-0. and uh, mm-hmm. it, it should be a good one tonight, Coach.
3: Well, I have to tell you, uh, I've heard nothing but great things about the coach over there. I've seen it. Uh, this is my going in my fifth game uh, against Sycamore. Four Rashi games. One was a scrimmage, and uh, you know they've done a they've done a good job. They're well coached. They're very very disciplined team. Uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens. But the superintendent over there is amazing and does great work over there as well. And, and we're friendly rivals, but I don't want to lose, right. <laughs> and I and I don't think we will as long as we follow the basics. And, and work hard. We're really excited about what we're doing, and the kids have worked unbelievably hard this week. Uh, Mike Daniels, you know, has, has the kids ready, and the coaching staff is amazing. So we'll be, we'll be ready to go tonight, and we'll see what happens.
2: Well, it uh, should be a good one. Once again, six, 7 o'clock kickoff, uh, Sycamore Junior High, Princeton Vikings, Sy- Sycamore Aviators. Tom, thank you for taking the time, and uh, looking forward to talking with you next week.
3: Great. Thanks, Rob. Have a great one, and as always, go
2: fight. Coming up next, the play-by-play by Richard Skinner of all the action of the Princeton Vikings and the Sycamore Aviators.
4: This is Jerry Snodgrass, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One of my long-standing goals is to help people understand that high school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. The OHSAA promotes education-based athletics, where sports are an extension of the classroom. Our schools all want to win, There's no doubt about it, but at the end of the day, it's all about sportsmanship, leadership, and making certain that academics are a priority. Thank you for your support of high school sports in Ohio.
0: Welcome back here to Sycamore Junior High School. I'm Richard Skinner getting set to take on the Sycamore Aviators, the Princeton Vikings. Sycamore just came on the field, and now Princeton coming onto the field as well. Again, this is opening night in the Greater Miami Conference, not just for Princeton, but for all schools in the league. It's a 10-team league. Everybody plays everybody except one team once. Last year, these two teams did not play. They skipped each other in the schedule rotation. The other games tonight, the GMC, though, Fairfield is at Middletown. Fairfield 2-0, Middletown 1-1 overall. Lakota East at Mason. East is 1-1, Mason 0-2. Lakota West at Hamilton in a good one. West 1-1 at Hamilton after back-to-back 1-9 seasons. Off to a 2-0 start under Nate Mahan. O'Kills plays at Coleraine. Coleraine looking to bounce back from that loss to St. Xavier. O'Kills looking to find some offense. O'Kills 0-2, Coleraine 1-1. And, of course, the game tonight, Princeton here at Sycamore. we got to warn you that uh, we have somehow, thanks to the Sycamore Athletic Department, been perched in the end zone at ground level, so we really appreciate that. So it is going to be tough to tell at times who's catching balls, who's running balls, who's tackling and yard lines. We will do our best to uh, keep you abreast of that and at least paint the picture somewhat of what's going on. We do have a big screen that uh, I can possibly broadcast of, of on the other end zone, so that may be of some help. But again, a little disappointed with our, our vantage point here tonight. In fact, extremely disappointed. And honestly, a bit unprofessional, to be quite frank. But here we are, and we'll try to do our best. Sycamore won the toss, opted to defer. Princeton will receive to start the football game, dropping back in side-by-side fashion to my right as I'm looking at the end zone where Princeton is going out. It'll be Leroy Bowers, who's had a great start defensively. Two fumble recoveries, two interceptions in the first two games. And to my left, it'll be D'Angelo Foster getting set to receive the kickoff. Princeton in all white uniform, tops and bottoms, red numerals, trimmed in a little bit of black, red helmets with the Viking insignia, the white Viking insignia on the side. Sycamore in all yellow, tops and bottoms with green uniform numbers and lettering. The yellow hat, helmet, excuse me, with the... Big green S on the side of each part of the helmet. Set to kick it off. It'll be Jack Farron for Sycamore. As we're just waiting for the signal from the official. Pretty nice crowd that's matriculated here tonight on a, again, a very warm and breezy night from Sycamore, from Sycamore Junior High School. There are thunderstorms scattered in the forecast, so hopefully we can avoid that. Right now it's actually a a pretty decent night. Just a little bit of scattered clouds as the sun gets close to setting here. So Farron has it teed up, he'll be kicking it right towards me in the end zone. He's a left-footed kicker, and he'll get set to move on the football. Here he comes to start, Princeton and Sycamore. It'll be kicked high and very short, fielded off the end of an up back, and then recovering it there for Princeton, I believe, or no, Sycamore might got it, and they did. Sycamore recovers the fumble as it bounced off the up back. Ari Turner, and recovering is Kawhi Williams, the starting defensive end, who is down on special teams. And Sycamore will have it deep in Princeton territory on the 24-yard line. So Princeton fumbles the opening kickoff. And now that defense, which has given up seven points all season long, up against the start of the game. Up front for Sycamore. The center's Trey Bell. The right guard, Matt Decker. Or the left guard, Matt Decker. The right guard, Kyle Heaton. The right tackle, Rashun Newbolt-Thomas. The left tackle, Eric Buffington. The quarterback, Andrew Fair. We'll see K.J. Sally at fullback to open up. And William Engle, the running back. They sent two receivers to the left in a slot. One receiver right, that's McConnell. Engle out of the shotgun to the left of the quarterback. He'll get the handoff coming straight ahead. Not much there as closing quickly, John Harris dropped him right at about the line of scrimmage, which was officially the 23-yard line. It looks like no gain on the play, so we'll call it second and 10 on a nice play by Engle. Like Sikamore not huddling. Looking over to the sideline for the plays. They sent two receivers. McConnell now comes in a slot left with Markel Fisher. And out wide right by himself is Gordian Apple. Out of the shotgun with a running back to his left is Fair. Fair waiting for the snap and somebody up front flinched. Now, of course, our, our view isn't bad enough at this ground level. Now we have photographers scattered out in front of us. So that helps a lot to try to find out what's going on. It'll be a false start against Sycamore, so the five-yard penalty backs the Aviators up. will make it second and 15 at their own 28 after recovering this, the Princeton fumble on the kickoff. Same formation, one receiver right, two to the left. Out of the shotgun is Fair. Waiting for the snap. Takes the snap, drops to throw. He's looking, wants to set up the screen. Does so inside to an apple, and he carries it down to about the 20-yard line. Might have got inside of it. make it the 21-yard line, gain of seven yards. It'll be now third and about seven from there. So a big defensive stand time for Princeton, trying to keep him out of the end zone or off the scoreboard after the fumbled kickoff return. Fair has two receivers left, trip set to the right, empty backfield. He stands alone in the shotgun. Takes the snap, drops the throw. Looking, looking, fires towards the end zone in the middle, and it's intercepted the end zone by Kevin Suttles. Coming out right at the 5, angling outside at the 10, as a man about to get it from behind and does so at the 15 and the 20. And Kevin Suttles, the ball was overthrown, well covered by Suttles. He made an easy interception on the play, and after Princeton turns the football over to start the game, Andrew Fair throws it right back as Kevin Suttles picks it off in the end zone and returns it out to about the 20, 25-yard line. They'll mark him out at about the 27. So for Suttles, that's his second interception of the year. And Fair, who came in very, very accurate throwing the football in the season. That's his his first interception in 38 pass attempts. So first down, Princeton. No harm, no foul after that last set. My Jaden Horton out of the shotgun, hands it to Price who runs straight ahead, gets a little bit of a hole and not much as he got a couple, maybe up to about the 30, 31 yard line. Nice tackle coming up from the inside linebacker spot. Nick Stevenson up front. Quai Williams is the defensive end. The other head defensive end is Evan Massey. On the nose is David Gutierrez. We'll set the linebackers in with just a second. It's a 3-4-4 four, four alignment. Second and 10, so they give him no gain at the 29. Horton takes it, fakes it, drops the throw, wants to sling it long. He's got a receiver. Burke Coulter out there, jumps up to catch it, can't hang on. He was open, the ball under underthrown a little bit. Catching up to knock it away and break it up was Jacob Andre, the cornerback. And that looked like it was going to be six points and if not a big gain, and it turns out to be nothing as it goes incomplete. Defensively for Sycamore, the outside linebacker's Apollo Ford. is one of them. The other outside linebacker, Giovanni Mujani. The inside linebacker's Nick Stevenson, Noah Blaze, Dylan Andre, Jacob Andre, are two of the corners. Jacob Andre just broke that up. Jacob amaze the free safety. Justin Williams, the strong safety. We'll set Princeton maybe after this play. Here's Horton, option right. Pitches it to Price, has nowhere to run. Now tries to cut back to his left. Can he get to the outside? He cannot, as he's tripped up in the backfield. Just getting him around the ankles. Noah Blaze, the inside linebacker. If he hadn't gotten him, Price had an escape route. He started right, tried to cut it all the way back across the field to his left. But Blaze did a good job to trip him up by the ankles for a loss of a couple, and Princeton will have to punt the football away. Jordan McConnell will drop back in single safety, it looks like. And we got a new punter tonight, it looks like, as well. It's been Robert Rutherford, but it's Tamir Matthews who will do the punting tonight. And Gabe Bamer is going to be the long snapper tonight. So some changes in that special teams group. The snaps have not been great. This one's a little wobbly. It bounces back, but Matthews gets it, almost has it blocked, and gets the punt away. It's a high punt that's going to be not fielded, letting it go and rolling dead and downing it is Princeton at about the 41-yard line of Sycamore. So, each team has turned it over once. Princeton now has punted it once, and it'll be with 8.55 to go into scoreless first quarter. Sycamore's second crack at things offensively. Up front tonight for Princeton, they'll change a bunch of different guys. We'll see Todd Harding up front, senior. Joshua Younger will be up front some, Darion Henry. See so who's in there now. It is Harding, Henry, Younger, are the three down linemen. Outside linebackers to start the game, Calvin Shaw, is actually a safety man, and Jaheem Thomas will get the inside backers in a second. Look like a penalty flag flew as they try to hand it straight ahead, and nothing doing that, Princeton defensive front winning. As he got stopped for probably no gain, or at least close to no gain. The secondary Kevin settles. Suttles who had the interception, Elijah Eberhardt. John Harris is one of the linebackers. Leroy Bowers back there at safety. John Harris in there as well as a linebacker. And I believe Christian Kilgus Dixon was in there a moment ago, and he still is. There he is, so there you go. Loss of a yard on that play actually, so second and 11 Sycamore from its own 39-yard line. And now a whistle blows. We may have a timeout for Sycamore, we will. Sycamore takes a timeout. We'll take one with him. 8.15 to go in the first quarter. Each team's turned it over once. Princeton's punted it once, and Sycamore has the football. 8.15 to go, no score. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
1: At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm. We're people, people who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged. Finding a great candidate isn't easy, but at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio.
0: So as we return, Sycamore has it second and 11 from its own 39 after the timeout. They got a running back to the left of the quarterback, Fair. Taking a long time with the snap count. Finally gets it, wants to throw, looking left, and he is going to be decked and dropped. Is blitzing from the outside. It was the cornerback, Elijah Eberhardt, and he buried him. So Eberhardt blitzed off the left corner and drops him for a loss of about 9 or 10. Fair was looking left all the way, and Eberhardt came from the left of the defense, his right, and he never saw it. So third and 20 for Sycamore from the 30. They put a running back this time almost behind the quarterback fair, just at a little bit of an angle. And that running back in there at the moment is Tyler Richardson. He's actually the H-back, so an extra blocker. Third and 20 now moving up front and whistles, flaw, whistles blow. And I think we got a flinch up front from Sycamore. So Princeton off to a great start so far defensively. Got the short field against them when... Sycamore recovered a fumble at the Princeton 24 in the opening kickoff. Got the ball back on the interception by Kevin Suttles. And now they've pushed Sycamore in its second possession to a third and 25 back on its own 25. Two receivers go left of the formation. They keep some people in tight. They're just trying to get some extra blockers now in the game. And here's a turn and a handoff inside. It goes to Richardson, I believe. No, correction, that's going to be Handed off to the backup running back, Damir Celestine, And he got about five yards back, but it'll be fourth down. And Sycamore's going to have to punt it away. So another good job by the Princeton defense. Princeton missing two starters tonight, by the way. Jaden Scarborough, who's out defensive back, and Kevin Suttles. But they have been rotating a bunch of guys in. They, one thing they've got on defense is a lot of depth. Here comes the punt, it's a low line drive. Going to be field, no Foster's going to let it bounce and it just died right in front of him. Probably a good decision. It's not a great punt for Sycamore. I think Fair is the one, the quarterback who also does the punting. And Princeton now on the change of field position is going to get the ball at about their own 41 yard line. Yeah, both Scarborough and Jared are really quality players but they've got a lot of them on that defense for Princeton. Dorian Durham now in there at quarterback after my Jaden Horton started the game. They have been planning on rotating, and they've done it a little bit, but not on the second series of the game. So Durham's in there right now, hands it on a jet sweep. The Foster running right, cuts it straight ahead, has some running room, comes across the 45, might have gotten to the 46 yard line. So on a jet sweep going left to right, D'Angelo Foster carries it for decent yardage on first down. Is Dorian Durham in there at quarterback? I can look at the sideline and see if something happened to my Jaden Horton. He ran an option play on the last play of the last series. Didn't look like he got hit. I see him standing over there, so this is maybe a plan to get. No, I do not see him over there yet. We'll check on him in a minute. So Dorian Durham is in there at quarterback. And now we got a whistle. Yeah, I think we got an equipment issue with one of the Princeton wide receivers, who is Rodney Harris Jr. He's going to have to come out. Something with a helmet or a chin strap, something. And coming in for him will be Lamont Jackson. So Foster and Burkhalter go left with Foster in the slot. The new man, Jackson, comes in a slot to the right with Jamar Matthews. Here is a handoff inside to James Price and nothing doing. he's stoned at the line of scrimmage. Good job up front that time by Sycamore as Giovanni Mujanayi and Nick Stevenson made the stop. Lose a couple back to about the 44, where instead of maybe third and short, it's going to be third and about six. Now actually making it back to the 43, third and seven. Back in the game is Harris. He's going to split right with Matthews in the slot. Foster and Burkhalter left with Foster in the slot. Price to the right of Durham is in the shotgun. Now they send Matthews in motion left to right. Fake it to him on the jet sweep. Dropping to throw Durham. Throws a quick deep out to Burkhalter. Beautiful throw caught at the sideline. And that's going to be enough for a first down. A back shoulder throw from Dorian Durham and he put it right on the money to Big Sterling Burkhalter who snatched it out of the air. That's going to be more than enough for a first down as he caught it at the 47 in Sycamore Territory and ran out of bounds on the play. Again, we're broadcasting this from the end zone at ground view, so forgive me if we don't get you a quick line of scrimmage marks. But you can see that was a really good throw from Durham. Two receivers right. They got... A wing back right, Matthews, handed off to uh, Price straight ahead. He bounces off one man and can't get away from Apollo Ford. The other ball came loose, but I think he was down, and that's what one of these officials, the side judge, is saying, that Price's knee was down, and I think it was. He got hit initially, bounced off of one tackler, but then the guy we talked about in the pregame, the leading tackler for this team, Apollo Ford, came in to clean it up. It's a loss of four, back to the Princeton 49-yard line, second and 14 as we approach 420 to go here in the opening quarter with no score. And out wide right goes Harris with Foster in a slot. They've got a new running back in the backfield this time. It's going to be Ari Turner who's in there. But Durham's going to drop back to throw it, maybe setting up the screen, tries to dump it over. He does so. It's going to be caught, and it's caught by Matthews. Had some running room, and Ford got him from behind as he got near the first down marker, just about two or three yards shy, as they had Matthews lined up on a slot to the right, and he just kind of ducked across. And behind the line of scrimmage and Durham dumped it in there in some traffic, but got it there as he takes it down to the 41, so it'll be third and three Princeton from there. So they got a good chunk back on the second and 14, got it 11 yards and now a makeable first down opportunity here on third. One receiver each way, They'll put now they'll put two receivers to the left, Matthews lines up on a wing right. With Ari Turner to the right of Durham in the shotgun. Durham takes the snap, fakes it, rolling right to throw. Still on the move, still on the move. Now gonna fling one towards the end zone. It's a jump ball. It is tipped and almost intercepted and almost caught as he tried to hit Rodney Harris and really good coverage from Dylan Andre. It was just a jump ball. Harris might have gotten away with pass interference on the play. Andre was certainly calling for that and it was close. Both of them went up to get the football. Harris almost tipped it to himself and when it came down it almost landed right in the midsection of Andre. So fourth and three, Princeton from the 41 of Sycamore with 3.20 to go when the clock stopped opening quarter. And now there's a flag that I did not see, but I do now see, and it is going to be an eligible lineman downfield against Princeton. They're going to take the penalty. I guess they feared Princeton was going to go for it on the fourth and three, so they'll give them another crack at third down. That's an interesting decision. So it'll be third and about eight from the 46. They get third and nine. Three receivers come right, although Matthews is on a wing right. Foster the slot, Man Harris out wide. Durham takes the snap, drops the throw, has some good protection, throws to the outside. Caught by Burkhalter for a first down and more, and he's banged down out of bounds. Another good throw from Dorian Durham. There to knock him out. Jacob Tume, the free safety. But another good, accurate throw on the out pattern. Berkhalter takes it all the way down to the 30-yard line of Sycamore, where it'll be first and 10 Princeton. Working off the hash mark to the left, two receivers go to the open side, the right. Matthews lined up as a fullback this time, offset fullback, there's a high snap, they hand it off to Turner, Turner dancing around and he runs right in the arms of Ford. Apollo Ford and Nick Stevenson, who's stopping right around the line of scrimmage for no gain. right back to the line of scrimmage, so we'll call it no gain. It'll be 2nd and 10. Princeton from the 30 of Sycamore. Quick moving opening quarter with not much offense to this point, although Princeton's putting together a pretty decent drive here. Harris heads out wide right, the open side of the field. Foster's going to come on a slot, and then on a wing right will be Matthews. Burkhalter by himself to the left. Price back in there. Also sets to the left as well, so an empty backfield here for Durham. Second and ten, and we got a flinch up front by Princeton this time. I think the big fellow Paris Johnson, the left tackle moved. Up front for Princeton. It's Paris Johnson at left tackle. Brandon Williams at left guard, the center, Javon Neal. Quincy Hughes, the right guard, and the left guard is the right tackle, rather, is Vincent Mudlin Jr. It's a big, big Princeton offensive line. So second and 15, Vikings at the Sycamore 35. Clock rolling again just inside two minutes to go opening quarter. Harris Foster come right. Matthews, Burkhalter, go left. Durham in the shotgun, has Price to his right off the hash mark to the left. Down to five on the play clock, takes the snap, snap, fakes it to Price, looking, fires it down the middle of the field and it's gonna be incomplete as cutting in front of Foster, gonna do a nice job, was the strong safety Justin Williams to knock it away, not knock it away, but at least contest the catch and it goes sailing out of bounds incomplete. So third and 10, maybe third and 15, excuse me, Princeton from the Sycamore 35. Dorian Durham on the second offensive series for Princeton in the game in place of my Jaden Horton. Again, it's hard for us to see on the sideline if Horton's standing over there or not. Foster, Harris wide right, Matthews, Burkholder wide left, Price to the left of Durham out of the shotgun. Now he sends a man in motion going left to right. He's going to drop, throw a quick out They're going to throw the hook lateral. Burkholder faked the pitch and he might have gotten the first down. They threw it to Burkhalter on the left side. He faked the pitch on the hook and ladder play, which Princeton used a bunch, well, a handful of times last year. Use it in the opening game this year. He faked the pitch and then cut it up and took it down to the 22. So it'll be short of the first down, but it'll be fourth and two for Princeton. And let's see what they decide to do. They're going to bring some beef in and go for it. They're bringing big Todd Harding at 6'2", 300 pounds to play tight end. And Darian Henry, who scored the first touchdown of the year, He's in there, as, actually they're dual fullbacks with Price behind him. Turn, hand Price, trying to burrow his way going left. And did he get enough of it? It's hard to tell. Sycamore seems to think they stopped him. And it looks like they did. So Price, they brought the beef in, tried to run behind big 300 pound Todd Harding. And big 6'5", 260 pound Darian Henry. And Price has stopped short. Princeton turns over on downs with a minute, two to go in the scoreless first quarter at the Sycamore 21-yard line. Came up a yard shot. Sycamore's third time with the football. Their two possessions have ended in an interception in the end zone after they recovered a Princeton fumble. And then a three and out, which they got negative yardage. They start from the 21 angle back in there at running back to the left of Fair out of the shotgun. Has two receivers each way. Actually, he's going to work under center. Turns, drops to throw, looking, wants to throw a deep ball. Has a man open out there, and it's going to be caught deep downfield and then knocked away. Now they're going to say incomplete. Looked like he caught it, but as he was coming down to the ground, there to break it up, Caleb Crawford as Gordy and Apple. Looked like he had, a, had the football as he was coming to the ground and landed on the ground It came loose, and they say incomplete. So big break for Princeton. got to open deep down the left seam. And a pretty good throw from Andrew Fair as well. Second and ten, Sycamore on its own 21. Protection held up very well that time for Sycamore. It's been the defense so far front, front line of Princeton that's dominated. Fair's going to go back under center. He's got just offset to his left behind him. Engel takes it, drops, play fakes, throws the screen to the outside, throws it away. That might be a live football now they say incomplete. So it'll make it third and 10 with 52 seconds to go in the, ha- in the quarter. And the 21, so Princeton trying in this opening quarter to put another good defensive performance together. That'll be eight scoreless quarters out of nine they've played this year. The third and 10, and they're going to put two receivers to each side. And walking up and going to take the snap from center is Fair. Takes the snap, drops the throw, has some time. Looking, now he's in some trouble, and down he goes in the arms of Yoshua Younger, backing around the 15-yard line for a quarterback sack. So Princeton forcing a second straight three and out after the defense came up with a turnover the first time. Sycamore had the football. And Fair, the quarterback, is the punter. He punted very short his first time. D'Angelo Foster and Leroy Bowers back in twin safeties. They're standing almost right at midfield. As Fair will stand near his goal line to take the snap. Clock continues to run. They may just let the quarter bleed out. There's a two-second difference play clock and game clock. I think that's what they're going to do. Twelve on the play clock, now nine on the game clock. And they don't even look interested in snapping this football. And Sycamore is going to take this to the second quarter. And so will Lee as time runs out in quarter number one. Well, Princeton put a good drive together, got stopped on fourth and two. They survived fumbling the opening kickoff thanks to a Kevin Suttle's interception. And they force back-to-back three and outs. The offense will have it next as Sycamore gets ready to punt it away to start quarter two after one quarter of play from Sycamore Junior High School. It's Princeton nothing, Sycamore nothing. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: ABCO Pavement Services, LLC has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the Tri-State area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, CB Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go ABCO Pavement Services.
0: Back here at Sycamore Junior High School, I'm Richard Skinner with our producer engineer, Zach Waddell, on so far from a weather perspective, a warm, now cooling off as the sun's setting a very nice late summer night. As start quarter number two, it'll be Andrew Fair to punt standing at his own five, Bowers and Foster back in twin safety standing at about the 50 yard line. So not a very deep drop for Fair, he's only about nine yards deep. and a man in motion. Fair gets the snap and punts it away very high. Very short punt. And fielded by Foster backing around midfield. Tries to head it off wide right. Can he get to the corner of the sideline? He does. Up the sideline he comes. The right sideline and all the way down to about the 35-yard line came D'Angelo Foster. And there is a, f- no, there's not a flag. I saw yellow, but that's a yellow shoe that was walking off. So a good return by Foster and great field position by Princeton. That was a better punt than I thought. He fielded that back at the 44. Again, it's hard to tell lines because we are broadcasting from the end zone at ground level. And they'll mark him at about the 37, 38-yard line in Sycamore territory. So a golden opportunity for Princeton early second quarter to get some points on the board. Let's see who's in there at quarterback. It'll be back to my Jaden Horton. So Horton had series one. Durham had series two. And Horton back in there for series three. Takes the snap. He's going to fake it, and he's going to try to run it, and he's going nowhere, and he's going to get dropped by it for a loss. But both defensive fronts winning, as that was Kai Williams, the defensive end who made the stop. Nice play by Kai Williams to make the tackle. He'll lose. No, actually, he'll give him a yard on the play. That's all. So second in nine from the 38 out of the shotgun with price to his right is horton he's going to pitch it out to price running right makes a good cut inside the 35 down to about the 30 yard line i mean just shy of the first down noah blaze along with jacob tuame made the stop no they're going to give a first down sorry again it's just really hard to see the line of scrimmages at this level because you have no depth perception whatsoever but it is a first down princeton about the 28-yard line as they send one receiver wide left and we got all kinds of people moving up front and I think it was see who flinched first it'll be an offsides on Sycamore so Princeton gets a free five yards now they'll have it first in five at the Sycamore 23 rolling. We played a little over a minute and a half in quarter number two. No score But Princeton with a great opportunity. First and five from the 23-yard line of Sycamore. Burkhalter goes wide left. That's the open side of the field. They operate on the hash mark to the right. One-ride receiver to that side. Price to the right of Horton in the shotgun. Takes the snap and now another whistle and another violation. And this time it's going to be a false start against Princeton. So the Vikings gave the five yards right back. So it was first and ten then first and five. Now back to first and ten. Houston kind of has its running group in the game as they're lining Jamar Matthews. He's not a big guy, 5'9", 16. they They're lining him up as a wing back. They're only going with one wide out each side. So off the hash mark to the right, it'll be Rodney Harris splitting out wide right. Burke Halter goes wide left. They have a safety shading his side. Matthews on a wing right. Price the running back. Price gets the handoff. Coming straight ahead. Now circles back, breaks one tackle. Or actually, Horton kept it. He broke a tackle and got it down to about the 26 or so yard line for a short game. Jaden Horton faked the handoff and kept it that time. So Second and four, they'll call it. Prince's defense has been dominant throughout. Sycamore has allowed a little bit of a drive, but their defense has been pretty good so far too. A defense that gave up 20 to Loveland and 24 to Kings, but holding their own so far here. Horton out of the shotgun, has two receivers to his left, one to his right, takes the snap, drops to throw, wants to throw, now he wants to scramble. Dancing around, trying to get to the outside, does so. Has running room inside the 20, leaps a defender and gets out of bounds down at around the 15, maybe the 14-yard line, and that should be enough for a first down. down. By Jaden Horton, took one look left, saw it was covered and took off running right. And he's got the first down for Princeton on the run, on the scramble. We'll mark him out of bounds at about the 19-yard line. Excuse me, but that's still more than enough for a first down. Burkhalter now going to go wide left by himself. Harris wide right. Sycamore changing everybody defensively. They had guys scrambling all over the field. Horton takes the snap, hands it off inside to Price, and he gets it down to about the 15 or so yard line for a short James gain of two or three. By seven, Noah Blaze with another tackle for Sycamore. I will mark him at the 16. Fairfield leading Middletown 7-0. Indians certainly one of the favorites to win the league this year. This has been Rain's league for years, and I guess it still is until somebody knocks him off, but feels like it's going to be a different champion maybe coming out of the GMC this year as we are in opening night play for all the teams in the conference. Again, Burkholder wide left the open side of the field. Horton takes the shotgun snap. It's a high one. He's going to keep it to run, and he's going to be hit for a loss back in the backfield. Really, the snap was high, and then Nick Stevenson shot through to drop for a loss, and there's a penalty flag laying at about the 10-yard line. That's in the secondary of Sycamore Let's see what this penalty will be still don't see a signal from the referee I think it's on S- Princeton still has made no signal alright now we'll get the call we haven't had a call Holding will be the call against Princeton. And it'll be the so it'll be after the loss. Third and 11 from back around the 20-yard line or so. So Princeton's got to get to the 9 for a first down. Clock stopped with exactly 8 minutes to go in the first half, and there is no score. So big third down here. Burkhalter comes wide left. Harris and Matthews go wide right. Tight end to the right. Now Matthews is going to reset, go from the right to the left slot inside of Burkhalter. Out of the shotgun with Price to his right. Now they send a man back in motion going the other way. That's Matthews. Horton takes the snap, drops the throw, slings a slant to Burkhalter, makes the catch down around the 10-yard line. And now they say no, he did not hang on. It was Boblin and coming out as Burkhalter cut inside the throw behind him just a hair, but a pretty good throw. Burkhalter just could not hang on. Let's see if Princeton tries to go maybe for a field goal here. Mike Everson's kicked one this year from 32 yards. This would be about 37 if they try it, but they show no signs of trying it at this point. So it'll be fourth and 11, Princeton at the 20. He would have been probably a yard or two short of the first down had he caught it, but it would have given him a much better chance if they'd opted to go ahead and go for it or kick a much shorter field goal. So they decided this is out of Everson's field goal range. And so here we go on fourth down. Horton has Burke Hulter going left, Harris going right. Now Matthews goes in a slot right. Horton claps one time, and the right guard, it looked like, moves. Sycamore moved as well. But also getting out of his stance was Quincy Hughes the right guard. boy, oh boy, the penalties for Prince to just kill him. So now fourth and 16. made it 33 penalties in the first two games did Princeton and still won by a combined score of 80 to seven. We talked about you get in GMC play, you can't do that. So fourth and 16 from the 25. Burkhalter, ball right in the middle of the field. Burkhalter, Matthews to the left in a slot is Matthews. To the right is Harris. Horton takes the snap, drops to throw. Now he's flush, running right, looking to run with it. Now runs back the other way. Still on the move, still on the move. He's got a man wide open. Burkhalter didn't see him. He decides to keep it. He takes it down to the 19-yard line. Burkhalter was standing wide open in the end zone. wasn't anybody within 15 yards of him, and Horton decided to keep it. he got dropped way short of the first down. Why in the world or how in the world he never saw him, I don't know so sycamore with its second fourth down stop in this first half horton looked like he was getting ready to cock it to throw it and Burke burkhalter was the guy he would have thrown it to he was standing in the end zone and no literally no one within 10 or 15 yards of it so princeton back on defense scoreless first half 7 18 to go and sycamore back on offense they've got nothing so far in this game fair on the hash mark to the right sends two receivers right he's got Celestine behind him in the backfield. Takes the snap, hands Celestine, runs straight ahead, and he's tackled immediately by John Harris after a gain of a yard or so. Pick up of a couple. The last two series have been three and outs. The first series ended in an interception in the end zone after, though, Sycamore had recovered a fumble at the Princeton 24-yard line. Changing, receiving packages here play clock plenty of time still 20 on the play clock they send an apple wide left going wide right not very wide right just to the outside of the tight end to the right is McConnell they have two tight ends in there Celestine behind fair gets the handoff coming straight ahead runs into a brick wall Harding and Henry got some penetration he squeezed a yard or two out of it but that's going to be it So it'll be third and about six. Colerain leads Oak Hills first quarter, 14-0. Lakota, East, Lakota West on top of Hamilton, 6-0 nothing second quarter. Lakota East, 14-0 on Mason, first quarter. And Fairfield now 21-7 over Middletown second quarter. Here with approaching six minutes to go, it'll be third and seven Sycamore from its own 20-yard line. Two receivers right, one to the left. Fair in the shotgun has Celestine to his right. Looks at a five-man front. Long count, down to eight on the play clock. Takes the snap, drops the throw. Looking, fires it over the middle, has a man open, and that's going to be close to a first down. His hooking up was K.J. Sally. And that is going to be enough for a first down for Sycamore. John Harris made the stop. They got the gain up to the 25, so more than enough for the first down. So first and ten from there, under six minutes to go in the half. Fair takes the snap, wants to just keep it on a quarterback run, and he ran right in. He made a cut straight up field, and when he did, it was Jason Randall-Miller there to make the tackle. Short gain of a yard. No score still, first half. Two receivers left, the open side of the field. Nobody wind up wide right here. is just going to run straight ahead again, spinning him down after another short game was the same guy, Jason Randall-Miller a yard or two and so now it'll be third and we'll call it seven with the ball at the 32 yard line McConnell goes wide left also out that way is Markel Fisher and an apple wide right Fair has Celestine to his left out of the shotgun off the hash mark to the right waiting for the snap gets it drops the throw Looking, sets his feet, fires it over the middle, throws behind the receiver, and a nice catch for a first down. That was McConnell. Jordan McConnell, that ball was thrown behind him. McConnell had to stop and catch it with his body going away from the football. That's more than enough for another Sycamore first down with 4.32 to go go in the half, and Sycamore going right back to the line of scrimmage as that game takes it up to the 48-yard line. Two receivers right, one to the left, and now a whistle blows, and we're going to get a... They flag a false start against Sycamore. So each team hurt itself with penalties, pre-snap penalties. So that'll back Sycamore up five yards. So first and 15 for Sycamore to own 43 as the clock starts again. 4.15 to go in the half. Princeton has all three timeouts. Sycamore has two. Ferris sends three receivers left. Trip set that way. Fisher... The furthest out, an apple inside, and then McConnell nearest. He reset the running back Celestine to the right of the quarterback, fair from the shotgun on first and 15. He's going to drop the throw, wants to fire a quick slant, and it's caught, and going down to a knee was an apple right away for a short gain of about five or six. So they'll call it four, and it'll make it second and 11. Again, from this ground level end zone view, just hard to tell where yard markers are sometimes and where the line of scrimmage is. So Fair has one receiver right, slot to the left. He's got a tight end to his right. And he's got Celestine lined up to his left. He's gonna play fake it, throw a screen pass. It's caught by Celestine running left. And John Harris does a good job to run him down. He got some help from Kevin Suttles out of the secondary. Got some positive yardage out of it, but not much. So on the third and 11, no, that was second down, so it'll be third down now, third and about nine from right at midfield. Call it eight, they gotta get to the 42. Clock now under three minutes to go in the half. Big third down defensively here for Princeton. Off the hash mark to the left, Fair gonna go to the shotgun, has Celestine to his left in the backfield. Fisher lines up wide left, slot very tight to the right, the open side of the field. Fair takes it, drops the throw, has some time. Now it's breaking down, trying to dance around. Now he's going to have to scramble, and then dumps a pass. It's caught on the sideline by McConnell, falling backwards, and he somehow kept the foot in bounds, right near the first down marker. What a catch by McConnell. It'll be short of the first down, they say. Fair just dumped it off to McConnell, who was almost falling backwards to the sea of his pants when he caught it. and He caught it down at the 45, so it'll be about two yards shy. They're going to go for it, it looks like. At least they're lining up to go for it fair was at the line still plenty of time on the play clock down to 20. now he's going to back up and he is going to quick kick it away from there so they decided to punt it after all actually not a quick kick just a short pooch kick and it is going to roll into the end zone for a touchback so the touchback will give first and 10 for princeton at its own 20 with 2:06, 226 to go first half and we're still scoreless see if durham who's more of the passing quarterback comes back For this kind of two-minute drill. Check the quarterback situation here. And it's gonna be Durham. So Horton had the first series. Durham had the second series. Horton had the third series. Now Durham has the fourth series. Princeton all three timeouts, starts at its own 21st and 10. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Out of the shotgun, Durham. Claps his hands, takes the snap to throw. Sets his feet, throws it very short. A diving grab by D'Angelo Foster for a short gain. of A couple of yards. That's the Sycamore band behind us that's playing while game action's going on for whatever reason. I love high school bands. My pet peeve is don't play while action's going on. Here's a snap back. They're going to hand it off on a jet sweep. Cutting it back ahead. Good running room for Foster. Comes across the 30 and might have spun up to the 31-yard line. Should have enough for the first down. Good run and a good cutback. He started left, cut back right ahead of the middle. She got across the 35 up to the 37-yard line. Clock stops momentarily with 155 to set the chains. Now it's rolling again. Off the hash mark to the right. Durham, two receivers left, one right. Takes the snap. Wants to throw a quick out pattern, does to Burkhalter. Look, at he wanted to pitch it, now he's gonna cut it up field. And he's gonna be tackled up around the 43, 44 yard line. Nice game though, certainly Burkhalter having a big night catching the football. Jacob Andre made the stop. Burkhalter had to go backwards, he caught it at the 40, went backwards to about the 37, and then was able to run it up to about the 44 yard line. Durham takes it, throws a quick outside pass, it goes. It's caught by Jamar Matthews, get inside of a block. And he should have enough for the first down as he made a good cut. And that will be a first down. First and 10 right at the 50 yard line. This drive started at the 20 with 2.26 to go. They've made 30 yards in about a minute 10 and they still have all three timeouts left. Durham sends trips to the left, the open side. He takes the snap, drops the throw, throws a quick slant and Matthews, it went way over his head. Matthews just turned and tried to sit down and Durham's pass sailed a high and wide of the target. So it'll be incomplete with a minute six to go in the half. Still no score in this one. Sycamore got a golden opportunity on the first kick on the opening kickoff when Princeton fumbled it, but then Kevin Suttles intercepted an Andrew Fair pass in the end zone. On the shotgun, Durham takes the snap, drops the throw, sails it down the middle, almost intercepted! Knocked down and probably should have picked it off was Noah Blaze. That'll make it third and ten. I mean, does the band not know there's a football game being played at the moment? I mean, seriously. This can't be that hard. OHSA, if you want to make a rule, again, bands are great, and they make for great atmosphere, and they're a great part of high school football. They just don't need to be playing when the action's going on. Three receivers left, one to the right. Durham out of the shotgun. Third and ten, takes the snap, pump fakes it, looking. Now he scrambles right. He's got a lot of room to run if he wants to. Now he's going to sail deep down the sideline for Caleb Crawford, and it's intercepted out of bounds, and it'll be incomplete. And it's good coverage down there, and catching the ball was Jacob Tuame, the safety, but he went out of bounds, and Princeton on fourth down here with just 52 seconds to go in the half is going to punt the football back to Sycamore. So again, let's see who's in punt formation. It's going to be for the second time tonight. Tamir Matthews, Noah Blaze will drop back in single safety to return the punt. A little bit of a high snap, but Matthews has it. Gets the punt away. It's a wobbly, very short punt that is going to bounce sideways and go out of bounds at around the 30-yard line. So not much on that punt with 54 seconds to go, and 44 seconds to go in the half, and now there's a penalty flag Back where Princeton punted the football. just going to be running into the kicker? I don't see the referee. There he is amid all the players. And this looks like it's going to go against Princeton. Might be a hold. Now they walk over to tell Mike Daniels what the call is. Still haven't signaled what the call is, so we still don't know going to be. This can't be this hard. Running into the kicker, so that's the five-yard variety. But because it was not a great punt by Matthews, he's going to punt it again. So it'll be fourth and five now from the 45. And now Mike Daniels is going to take a timeout. We'll take a quick timeout with him. 44 seconds to go in the first half. There's no score. Princeton and Sycamore. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media. Or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010.
0: here at Sycamore Junior High School, I'm Richard Skinner. Our producer engineer tonight, Zach Waddell. Sycamore nothing, Princeton nothing. Princeton getting set to punt it on fourth and five, I think. Or do they have the offense? they got the offense back out there. So Mike Daniels is going to go for it on fourth and five at the Princeton 45, following the running into the punter penalty against Sycamore. And Durham stays in at quarterback. He's got two receivers each way. Running back to his left, Price takes the shotgun snap, drops to throw, looking, throws an out route through the hands of Matthews. Princeton will turn it over on down. So now Sycamore's got a little bit of a chance with two timeouts and really good field position at its own 45-yard line. 40 seconds to go in the half. Fairly quick moving first half to this point. And if any rain's coming, hopefully we can get this thing in before it does. But right now, skies don't look threatening at all. Very nice. Twilight sky we got going here tonight. And it's cooled down significantly since the sun went down, still a warm evening. So Princeton's defense has been really good so far. We'll see if they can do it again. They've got Sycamore has a receiver, McConnell, way outside the numbers to the right, the open side of the field. Now they're going to come double team him. We're going to get man coverage. Now they may still. Bear's going to take it, fake it, drop the throw, looking, looking. He's going to sling it down the middle, and it's going to be intercepted, dropped by Leroy Bowers. He was trying to run with it before he caught it. Almost had his third pick of the year. It was thrown right to him, and he had some running room in front of him. Boy, he juggled it as he tried to run out of there with it. Leroy Bowers with two fumble recoveries and two interceptions in the first two games almost had pick number three right there. So 34 seconds to go in the half. Clock stopped. Again, off the hash mark to the left. He don't, they don't have any receivers that way. Now they're going to send two over that side, the short side of the field. They actually maybe sending three over there. McConnell goes over that way. Sally goes over that way. Now Fisher was over the left. He comes out to the right with Annapole. Got a player to the left of the quarterback, Fair. And the shotgun takes the snap. Going to hand it off. It's going to be Ingle running right and running right into the arms of the Princeton defense and nothing doing. There are about five white-shirted Viking defenders there to stack him up after a short gain. Let's see if that just takes it to the half down to 20 seconds. Down to 15 and... I think that may just do it for the half. Inside of 10, no threat of the play clock, and I think we're going to end this first half with neither team putting points up. Down to one, and that's going to do it. Time runs out in the first half of play. Princeton put together one decent drive, didn't get any points out of it when they went for it on fourth and two at the 32 of Sycamore and came up a yard shy. Sycamore had a golden opportunity after recovering a Princeton fumble on the opening kickoff, but Kevin Suttles Came up with an interception in the end zone to thwart that drive. And it's been all defense for the most part. And that's why here at halftime, the score, it's Princeton nothing. It's Sycamore nothing. Coming up, the Angry Guys podcast here at halftime. We'll be back in about 15, 16, 17 minutes, somewhere along those lines, to bring you second-half action. It should be a dandy. Again, here at halftime, Princeton zero, Sycamore zero. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media. And as always, it's powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today you
0: time for the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback Tony Pike of UC and Carolina Panthers lore. We've got a lot to talk about. NFL football in segment one. High school football in segment two as we start to heat things up just a little bit. We're underway. And college football, I have to get Tony's take on the, uh, the UC debacle at Ohio State. A very disappointing performance by the Bearcats. And an impressive performance by Ohio State. Hey, so we've Skitty, got a lot to go. Yes.
2: We've got a special guest on the line. We do? Yes. Who do we have? Speak up. Fellas. Oh, fellas, wow.
1: fellas, fellas.
2: Well, hello. Did you
1: see Sunday? Did you see Sunday? <laughs> I mean, all the trash talk that you guys gave me last year, and all it took was Zach Taylor oh, coming gosh. from the Rams. John Ross has arrived. I miss you guys. How are you?
0: Uh, we, we miss you too, James Rapine, because we are broadcasting, by the way, from the James Rapine Memorial Studio, so it's good to hear you from the grave. Things sound, sound well for you. <laughs> your 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 guy your guy did good other than his two drop passes but other than the two drop passes he did uh, he did quite well seven
1: balls he made Andy Dalton look so good that he's leading the the league in passing yards after week one and we want to talk about his drops <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: because because Andy yeah, Dalton can have forty more yards that's right he should have had forty more yards
1: no not forty more no way I mean did you see the way he skied for that ball. That honestly, Andy left up there a little too long, and he just skies and gets it. You know, like, that's what we've always said about John Ross. He goes up and he fights for the ball. Well, makes big plays. Well, well, and, well hang, and we, hang, we saw that. We saw that on Sunday.
0: Hang on, did you not see the safety miss jump badly too?
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, All I saw was Ross sky for his second touchdown of the year. I mean, man, how how dumb were previous offensive coordinators, Marvin mm. Lewis and former coaches on the Bengals, not being able to use Ross
4: effectively. Here's my question about all this. I want to know what the Cleveland folks think of this. <laughs> because just because the Browns come up and throw up a big turd in week one, now you're back on the John Ross bandwagon. Well, of course he is. I'm not hearing about Odell Beckham. I don't hear about for, Jarvis hey, Landry. Way, for,
0: for those who don't know, James was, was with us last year and, and now is working in Cleveland covering – the Indians and covering the uh, the Cavaliers. You don't cover the Browns a lot, correct? Personally,
1: correct, correct. Right. No, I don't. A little bit, but
0: not. But but you were on the Baker train last year, and and uh, I know all Browns fans thought this was the year. They they kind of Cleveland that up a little bit, James, didn't they?
1: No, it was one game. Oh, mm. are you guys serious? Mm. It's one game, and now the Browns are done. I... Odell Beckham Jr. can't play. Come on, he's the best wide receiver in the division. I love it, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Is he better and than I John Ross? Odell Beckham Jr.
0: Is he better than John Ross?
1: Yes, oh, much better.
0: I, I will say, he, I, I will say, James, he is the best wide receiver in the division to wear a hundred thousand dollar plus watch.
1: No doubt about it. That that, I mean, that it, part's it, indisputable. It, 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 he took a a page out of Tony Pike's book. I think when Tony Pike had that one start for Carolina. Yeah. He wore a pretty expensive, fancy wash oh, that yeah. got beat up. By the way,
0: I, I dressed it, it up real up for- well. It was a very smart move. What, what is a what? What is the reaction in Cleveland to Sunday? Seriously,
1: um, there's there's certainly some concern. I think, especially the two things that stand out the most: the offensive line and just lack of it, which is, is certainly something Bengals fans can relate to. Sure. And then the second thing was penalties. You know, eighteen penalties, and it was. Some of them were just dumb, unnecessary roughness penalties. Greg Robinson gets ejected. Barry um, Bontez perfectly, life Yeah, that was stupid. By kicking an opponent. Um, so, yeah, so I think those are the things, really, discipline in offensive line play. I don't think anyone's worried about Odell or anything like that, but can Freddie Kitchens get them reined in and good to go? And then the other thing is is their schedule. The Browns' schedule over the next couple of weeks is brutal. At New York, you got the Rams. Uh, the Steelers coming up, so I, I mean it's
0: at uh, Baltimore be there for the
1: Browns. But, yeah, they, I mean in Baltimore, by the way, how, how good do they look? So I, I don't know; yeah, it's hard so, to tell. They
0: played a high school team, I believe.
1: I don't know, man. I, I, I think it's uh, it's pretty clear. Uh, the whole Lamar Jackson going to the Bengals that that should have been yep. that should have been the pick. Well, Billy Lord, Price, I, uh, I'm going to Billy Price has played as much as we have this, this
0: season. I, I'm going to set the over under on Lamar Jackson touchdowns for the rest of the year at 15.5. You want the over or the under? Okay. I think Lamar's legit. And, and, and by
1: the way, the, the over-under, I think, coming into the year was 15.5.
4: For what? For, five week one. for total. For total? That's hilarious. For, for, for passing touchdowns. Well, he, yeah, gets yeah, air, yeah. he gets Arizona this week. Yeah. Which it's, could be another three or that, four.
0: That, 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 that's, a pretty, uh, that's a pretty good one for sure. Um, so, all right. Well, James, Rapine, we appreciate <laughs> you hopping in, man. This is awesome. So,
1: so, Skinny, real quick, I just want to get you on record. They should have taken Lamar, right?
0: No. They needed a center. They took a center. It just hasn't worked out. We don't. We have the highest-rated quarterback, quarterback. football-focused center in Week One. Trey Hopkins. We don't need Billy Price. They didn't know that at the time that Trey Hopkins was I even knew. the center.
4: James knew we needed Lamar Jackson. Hmm.
0: I,
1: All right. I, one last thing before I before I go. Yes. I, I know you guys have a whole podcast to go. Um, Tony, can you uh, please send me one of these bobbleheads?
4: Uh, that would Come mean on. I would have to get them first, James.
1: I, I, I keep seeing how there's a store that you're Tony Pike. You, you can get me a bobblehead
4: up here in Cleveland. Yeah, as, as soon as I get my hands on some of them, I'll
0: send one up. James, what do you think Tony really looks like in that bob? I told him he looked like like the creepy old guy who doesn't really know what day it is and put on a helmet and went to the grocery store and came out. <laughs> <laughs> is, what do you, you think that's close?
1: That is close, yes, but yeah. I, I still want
0: one. I'll make it happen. He'll make it happen for you, just for you.
1: Okay. Hey. I hope so. All right guys. I gotta uh go look at some John Ross photos. I know I,
0: I, I know you oh. do. Please put some pants on when you do if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to? Yes Can you do. I, uh, yeah, well oh, I'm gonna
1: iron you, I'm gonna iron my jersey too. It changed numbers this year if you guys didn't realize. Yes, I did different numbers this yeah,
0: season. I will say it's funny, there was a lot of people in camp that didn't realize that for about a week or two. They were wondering why why the other fifteen wasn't quite as fast. So uh yeah, good for him. Speed? Yeah, speed. It kills. <laughs> James, you call anytime. time. We enjoy it. We miss you. All right. I miss you, too, guys. Thanks. Right. See Hi, James. James Repeat was with us last year on the Angry Quarterbacks. That's a great special guest to start the show. Yes. That was well played. I like it. I'm, I'm glad to hear from James Repeat. Hey, look, the guy's got a crow about his guy, and I don't blame him because he, was, he yeah. was quite good. Now, he did yeah. drop a couple balls and um, needs to clean that part of it up, but... Uh, made some plays. That's what I mean. That's what you drafted him to do, right?
4: James will forever remain on my Twitter feed. Anytime something happens with John Ross, no question, because it, that's immediately what everyone says.
0: It's his guy. I it's mean, John hey, Ross. That's it, that's Rapine. And, What's and, Rapine doing? And he had to swallow hard for the last two years while his guy mm-hmm. didn't do much, wasn't very productive, yeah. couldn't get stay on the field. But to to his credit and to John Ross's credit,
4: I mean, this that was a John Ross that I expected to see last year. Yeah, it was, and, and, and it shows a difference oh, when a coaching staff has a little faith in the guy and. And, and
0: the one thing, and we thought about this last week, because and, and, I talked to him the week before, he was adamant about how healthy he felt. Yeah. And I think you know that as an athlete. Look, you can say, I'm healthy, and you're not, and you try to fight through it because it's what yep. you've got to do. But when you feel fully healthy, you know, and you know what you're capable of doing. That's just a it's a game changer. Now, can he do that for 16 weeks? Can he be right. healthy for 16 weeks? I think that's the M.O., but just just the way he talked last Monday, before and the day before we did yeah. this podcast, and I wrote a story about it, um, and I took a bunch of crap because I I talked he talked about I've, I feel like I've got another gear. Mm-hmm. Well, I had people tweet at me. Well, he needs to show it. I agree. And guess yeah. what he did?
4: He showed it. He had one chance to show the full gear, but on that drop because it yes. was known in front. You'd have really seen the I, top. I want I speed. want to see that one. Yeah, but I mean, look, this, this is something that we've waited all along to see what John Ross can do. And the question has been, how can Zach Taylor use him? Well, I think we saw a good dose of that. And John, it wasn't like he was making a lot of contested catches. He had no. space. And that was all the receivers. I mean, there weren't many small window throws that Andy Dalton made. He dropped back 51 times. 53. Or, 53. or 51. No, you're my bad. Yeah. 51, yeah. 35 or 51, 51. And, I mean, he didn't have to really thread the needle. A bunch. And I think that's, that's a credit to, to Zach Taylor and his system. what I also like is Zach Taylor openly after the game when asked, yeah, we want him to run the ball. But they ran 4-3, you know, 71% of the time. 71% of the time. Leaving the backer in there. We're not going to run into numbers that don't benefit us. So if they want to leave numbers on the outside, we'll throw it 51 times, which shows me that we have a coach now that, and, and I know this is a crazy
0: thought in football, that makes adjustments in game. Yeah, I, I do think he wants to be pass-heavy for sure. Yeah. I, I believe that part of it. But if, uh, I talked to... Giovanni Bernard last Wednesday, um, after he'd signed his contract extension, and he kind of let it slip. Initially, he said, you know, we have a run-heavy package in for this week. Well, I, I don't think he was lying to me. Right. Because the question was, you, you know, how, we, how are we going to make the two-back thing work? And I think that's probably what the plan was. But if that's what they're going to do defensively, even when right. you go through. I mean, they went three wide and still stayed in that. And right. I think some of it is you had safeties covering slot guys, and that's why you saw some people run wide open. But we saw that a lot. In preseason, yeah. we saw a lot of separation of receivers, and you thought, okay, it's preseason; they're not showing you much. Right. Um, you know, how, if, if you keep doing those 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 shorter throws in the passing game, how much do defenses start to come up? Well, if John Ross starts getting deep on you and taking two, you're still going to get that short, quick passing game, and right. i th- I think I think it even expands more. And and, and when defenses, let's say the Niners this week decide. They have to go nickel every play. Right. Well, maybe then you've got numbers to run the football. And if you do that effectively, you do even more off your play-action game. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at eight different receivers' catch passes. Yep. Uh,
4: we spread the ball around. Uh, Andy Dalton throws for 418 yards. And now, also, I mean, if he's anywhere close to that week in, week out, we're not going to be able to afford him anyway. So we won't have to talk about the whole Andy Dalton thing. Uh, but, no, I, I, I like the steps that we're taking. But at the end of the day, like we're we're talking now the pot we still lost. Yeah. And you, and you still and, and granted there's I, I, I witnessed two losses this weekend and I feel a lot better about one of them than I do about the other.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, it, it is a bottom line game. Nobody's gonna give you half credit for what right. you did in Seattle, but I, I think it for, for all the fears of three and thirteen or yep. this is gonna be a disaster I don't know if we can put that to bed, but I think you can feel better that okay, there's a lot of good things about this football team moving forward. Um it's a shame the offensive line officially gave up five sacks, but it didn't feel like, and yeah. I know this sounds stupid. You dropped
4: back 51 times. It,
0: but it also didn't feel like five right. sacks. It, you know, the one, one of the sacks was on the one at the end of the game where they called right. it a sack fumble. Um, I don't, don't really they register that. They changed the one.
4: interception to a sack, too, didn't they? No, they changed the interception to a fumble. A fumble. A fumble,
0: Andy lost the ball. Um, but when I, what, what I envisioned going in was an avalanche of pass rush that was yeah. going to give Andy no time. He had a lot of time, probably on... Right. You know, on the majority of dropbacks where he wasn't sacked, yeah. I'm not even sure he got hit. And I think a fact, lot of that didn't.
4: A lot of that goes to they stayed in rhythm, so they stayed yes. out of the third and long. Yep. And when they got into the third and long, that's where you kind of started seeing the, the defensive line seep through. But they won first and second down, and they got themselves in a position that they were in second manageable and third manageables. And when you do that, I mean, and, and for all the offensive line talk, I saw the stat, all five linemen started the whole, they played every play together. Correct. So it wasn't like they were rotating in. Uh, it wasn't
0: the, the other fear of there are going to be a bunch of false starts, there's going right. to be a bunch of None. holds, zero false in starts. A,
4: in a stadium that produces the most.
0: And one hold, and it was a big hold, Andre Smith yeah. on a running play when they were first in goal with the four. That's, yeah. that's the only penalty on that offensive line against that defensive yeah. group. That was pretty well played. Now, the flip side to it is you got to the red zone three times, didn't score. The third quarter, you, you had three golden opportunities to score. Now, one was the fluky one on Andy. The, the ball yeah. slips out of his hand. You know, it rained hard, Tony, for 15 minutes, and those 15 minutes might have cost the Bengals the game because the fumble occurred in that time frame. They then drove down Bullock on a wet field, missed the 45-yard field goal wide left. Tyler Boyd um, on a third-and-one pass play. He's wide open down the seam. Yep. Andy throws it to a spot. You can see Tyler kind of bent the route a little too wide. And you could you could see almost – it looked like a cartoon character's feet yep. are spinning. Goes out from under him. That wouldn't have just been a first down. That was a touchdown. There was nobody there. They go for it. The next play, fourth and one. They get stuffed on the run game. So the the, the missed opportunities. But I, I think the positive would be I can look at that and go, that was almost 15 minutes of fluky missed right. opportunities for the most part.
4: Yeah, and I I, I like – everything in that stretch and I like Zach. I like going for it on that fourth down. I didn't yeah, like I, did, yeah. I didn't like sticking in the shotgun where you got to now the running back right. 7 yards deep just cuz we weren't getting enough push anyway, but I like that and then how about this crazy theory before the half when the other team has the ball to take a timeout. There
0: is no question in my mind. There is not an ounce of doubt in my mind that A. Marvin Lewis would not have taken a yep. defensive timeout because remember Zach took the defensive right. timeout in to order to get the ball back. Even if Seattle scored, you were going to have at least enough time and he said post game I think we're explosive enough. The fifty-two right. seconds gives us enough time. Now, granted, you threw kind of a a, a hail maryish type right. pass up, but guess what you got? You but got how many points. teams after
4: John Ross drops that pass just say, "Okay, let's yeah, take a name"? Right.
0: right, they went
4: right back to him, and that's a, that's the thing. Right back to John Ross. Give him another chance. Go make a play. He does. Uh, and and Zach Taylor offensively great. And what we talked about a lot going into to last week as well, Lou Anarumo, and and they they played a lot of that five man yes, front. Yes, they, did. And they you know what, Jermaine Pratt played, what, four snaps?
0: Played, yeah, a couple. Yeah. And he was
4: the third most yeah used linebacker. So not a lot
0: of three-linebacker sets, I, I think. I think you'll rarely see, unless you play a team that is, and you don't see this in the league anymore, that is very, very run dominant. Right. Well, I mean, Seattle's run dominant. Well, they and they, they, still led, the they led the
4: line. NFL last year in rushing, and they had 72 rushing yards on right. 25 attempts. Yep. Tyler Lockett, their best receiver. Had one catch. One catch. Granted, it was a touchdown. Well, it was
0: a blown coverage. Yeah.
4: But other than that, I mean the defense William Jackson moving around I and mean, i i liked everything i saw from from Luana Rumo in that defense and you really you highlight the best part of it the defensive line absolutely and and that showed throughout the game
0: yeah it, it's 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 funny cuz i know people think you know you look at the five linemen and people don't do it but you're you're i mean Sam Hubbard's an a, is an athlete Carl Lawson's an athlete right. Carlos Dunlap is an athlete so you can use those guys get them on the field and and you can use them in different ways i saw a weird set at one point they brought in they were rolling some subs through. They brought in Kerry Wynn to play a few snaps as an yeah. end. He was actually playing middle linebacker in a set. He stood over the right. center and dropped into coverage. Now, I'm not sure I want Kerry Wynn dropping into coverage very much, and he didn't drop into coverage very well. But you've got some athletic yeah. ends. Just different that, looks. That, look, you can show a five-man front, and yeah, we may all come. And I think the other part is you've got bigger girth at the point of attack, right? You don't you don't have a linebacker who's who's maybe a little smaller in there. I, I thought it was, it was a proper usage of that personnel – and I don't think it was a one-game game gimmick. I think you'll see a lot right. more of this moving forward because and it's, and it's that's your best thing.
4: Yeah, and it's, it's it's your best thing. And it's something that not a lot of teams have done in the NFL. So it's something new that's tougher to prepare for in a week of the NFL where you only get three opportunities out there at practice.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like a, it's almost like a three-four look. You know, it's just the fact that you have two defensive ends. You know, stand, stand, you know, Carlos Dunlap was standing up at times. Right. Lawson was standing up at times. Sam Hubbard's playing inside at tackle. And how about him? You know. Oh, yeah. Ten tackles. You, you were hoping that guys like Sam Hubbard and Jesse Bates would, would take that, that next step forward after solid rookie seasons. Yep. And Sam Hubbard took a huge step forward. And so now we're going to talk about adding Sam Hubbard to Geno Atkins, who a couple times just abused yep. the guard in front of him. Um, Andrew Billings got back there. one. Yep. It wasn't just one or two guys, but right. Sam Hubbard really stood out. Last yep. year, the two leading tacklers on this Bengals team were two safeties, yep. Jesse Bates and Sean Williams. As you know, and anybody that knows football, Knuckle. that's really never a good sign when your safeties lead you in tackling. Right? Mm-hmm. Sunday, your top two tacklers were defensive. Your top three tacklers were defensive linemen. That shows how much yeah. that that group is 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 got a chance to dominate and yep. should. So, I, I liked a lot of things about it. The only yeah. thing I didn't like, unfortunately, for the Bengals was they lost the game 21-20. That and and you know, I I just because that would have been one to steal.
4: That would have been yeah. a great one to steal. I mean, they they haven't lost since Pete Carroll's been there in September. That's home openers. And I, I would like to see Drake or Patrick just reigning in a little bit.
0: The penalty was silly. Yeah. Now he did have a. He, I mean, he had a sack. Yeah. He had a sack uh, yeah. and, a, and a fumble recovery. fumble
4: recovery. So there's just, there's just different times where he's kind of like the wild card, and he's teetering on that. Is, that level of okay, let's let's pull it back.
0: All right. So going into the year, I don't know if you made a a record prediction or not. I went seven mm-hmm. and nine, and I'm still feeling that. I. Yeah. I but I. Do you feel? It's it's hard because it's a sample like it's it's one
4: game one sample game, size right. and I don't know, I mean look, but you have Seattle's to better, offensive though. line was not good they're terrible. Um, they didn't have onset defensive end. Yes, uh, Jadavion Clowney was his first game, so they're still answering a lot of questions in Seattle. I think what's going to be interesting is this next game because this San Francisco defense looked really good last week. Two pick sixes. Two pick sixes. They have still have Richard Sherman, and for all the talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. They have one matchup that strikes fear in me as a Bengal fan, and that is Kittle. Yep, the tight end. Because we've struggled handling really good tight ends in the past here. So what now is the next step? I think it's this next two-game span. Because these I are, agree with that. these are kind of the two games that were teetering for me. That could go either way. you got San Francisco at home, who's favored right now. Yeah, it opens a yeah. pick em, but yeah. And then you go to Buffalo, who had a nice comeback win against the Jets. So but they're not very good. Those two games, to me... Are what is going to teeter kind of the scale on how this season goes because you start off two and one or, or three and zero oh, and all of a sudden you're playing the Pittsburgh team that I watched on Sunday night it looked football. looked
0: like a complete utter mess. Yeah, and
4: you could say, well, they're they're free of Antonio Brown, they're free of Le'Veon Bell. Guess what those players were when they were on the field? Playmakers. Guess and what Pittsburgh still... doesn't have right now? Dante Moncrief is not the number two receiving option that you need. Neither. On a team. And neither is James Washington. No. So you have Juju and you have Big Ben
0: and you can hear that complete podcast with me and tony pike each week the angry quarterbacks we drop it every tuesday talking high school college and professional football on about a 45 minute to an hour long podcast be sure to head to esp media to listen when you are ready to listen with appointment listening back here at sycamore junior high school sycamore stadium I'm Richard Skinner, our producer engineer, Zach Waddell, here at halftime. Princeton, nothing. Sycamore, nothing. And a look at the halftime stats, will show you why we're at nothing, nothing. Princeton, the first half, 105 yards on 29 snaps. Sycamore, 41 yards on 20 snaps. Sycamore, Sycamore had only two first downs. Both of those came late in the first half. Princeton had just six. Rushing wise, Princeton carried 15 times for 37 yards. Sycamore, 10 for minus four. Passing-wise, Princeton 7 of 14 overall, but Dorian Durham 7 of 12 for 68 yards My Jaden Horton of 2. They uh, alternated series throughout that first half of play. For Sycamore, Andrew Fair, their quarterback, 6 of 10, 45 yards, and a costly interception. The lone turnover of the first half, actually the, the one of two turnovers in the first half, Princeton fumbling the opening kickoff that was recovered by Sycamore at the Princeton 24-yard line. But then on third down, Fair intercepted the end zone by Kevin Suttles to thwart that drive. Princeton was stopped a couple of times on fourth down conversions in that first half, including a fourth and two at the Sycamore 32. That's why we sit here with no score here at halftime. Elsewhere around the Greater Miami Conference tonight, these scores we have at halftime, a couple in the third quarter. Fairfield leads Middletown 21-7, Lakota East 14-7 over Mason, Lakota West 12, Hamilton 6, and Coleraine 42, Oak Hills 7. So you're caught up on opening night in the greater miami conference so princeton will kick the start the second half after sycamore deferred and the princeton defense will be on the field that's been the best part of this football team tonight they have now gone by the way nine of the first ten quarters this year they have held an opponent without a point the only points allowed were by milford in the opener thanks to a fourth down questionable pass interference call in the end zone that gave milford a new set of downs early in the fourth quarter of that game that allowed them to score a touchdown. That's the only one that this Princeton defense has allowed so far this season. For those of you just joining us, we are glad you are. Just a reminder, we are broadcasting tonight from the end zone at ground level. So we're trying our best to uh, pick up the yard lines. It's been easier than I thought it would be to pick up the numbers of players for the most part making catches and tackles, but Yard lines are very, very difficult, so we're trying to effort that as best we can. It's a beautiful night. Temperatures were warm at kickoff. It was a little breezier then. The breeze has died down. And it's still a warmish night, but more on the comfortable side. Not as much humidity doesn't feel like. So here we go. We're about set for the second half. Princeton will kick it off. They're going, as you look at your tablet, phone, iPad, whatever you're listening to us on, your listening device, they will be going right to left. Although for me, they are coming towards me. As we're in the end zone away from the main scoreboard. It'll be set to kick it off for Princeton. Hayden Cobbs. Back deep in twin safeties for Sycamore. To the near side, Jordan McConnell. And also back there the starting running back, William Ingle. They stand at about the ten or so yard line. Cobbs has gotten a couple kickoffs towards the end zone. Any breeze there is, and it kicks up every once in a while. It's coming from Literally right into Princeton at the moment because it's coming right behind our backside. You know, no rain clouds in sight. We have some clouds getting gathered off in the distance, but I think that's a little bit in the distance at this point. So here we go, second half. They're about to get underway. The Greater Miami Conference opener for both teams, 2-0 Sycamore, 2-0 Princeton. Looking to make it 3-0 and get off to a 1-0 start in the league. And for Princeton, this would be a big one because Col rain comes up next week. Waiting for the official signal as Cobbs will move on the football momentarily. Right-footed soccer-style kicker. Moves on the football and drives a high kick that's going to be fielded by Noah Blazers, also back there at the 10 on the near side. Comes outside the 15-20, has a little running room, tries to cut it up inside, then he's going to be gang-tackled up at about the 22-23 yard line. And Now this Princeton defense, which has been so good so far tonight, just two first downs allowed, negative four yards rushing back out of the field. Play clock put in, so Sycamore huddle around their coach. They're already down to 20 on the play clock, but they'll go right to the line of scrimmage here. McConnell going to line up. He was out wide right. Now he's going to flip sides, and he'll go out to the left with Annapol. They got in the backfield this time lined up as a running back. K.J. Sally was a fullback tight end type. He's lined up to the left of Fair, and to his right is Engel, so two running backs, and Fair's going to drop to throw the ball. Sets up a screen pass, does so. It's caught by Engel, cuts inside one defender, now cuts back outside at the 30, 35 to the 40, and he's tripped up in the secondary. As coming across to make a very nice tackle for Princeton that time was Caleb Crawford, but that's more than enough for a first down. So the screen pass, that's enough for the first. See where they mark it. And hard to tell with these yard markers. Looks like the 39-yard line is where it'll be. First and 10 from there. Fair takes it. He's just going to take it on a quarterback run running right. Slips one tackle and carries Christian Kilgus Dixon a little bit further. Now a late penalty flag comes in. Might be a block in the back, I would think, but I'm not sure on which player. There's a short gain of about four or five it will be. Personal foul, face mask against Princeton. Boy, I don't know about it. It looked like he wrapped him up around his body. He never got close to getting up high near the the face mask area. But another costly penalty for Princeton. They've been penalized a bunch in the first three games, and a key one right there is Sycamore opening drive in the second half is on the march. Having about the Princeton 41-yard line, first and 10. Celestine in the backfield to the right of fair is in the shotgun. Makes the snap and penalty flags fly, and I think we're gonna get a false start. Oh, it's gonna be against Princeton. Offsides. So here we go, the penalties start to mount. And we talked about you can't keep committing these penalties at key junctures. And Princeton gets a personal foul and now an offside penalty. They were not penalized much in the first half. Just four times for 20 yards, but penalized right there. First and five Sycamore now at the Princeton 36 fair has got Celestine behind him and offset to the left he's going to turn hand it Celestine running straight ahead and he's decked right at the line of scrimmage coming off the side Darion Henry just came unblocked and dropped him looks like might have lost a yard even on the play back to the 37 it will be second and six opening stages second half no score Princeton sycamore gonna send Annapole and McConnell, two leading receivers on this team out left. Well, that's the open side of the field. They're on the hash mark to the right. Two running backs in the backfield, Sally and Celestine. And Fair takes the snap, drops the throw, wants to set up a screen. Does so for Sally, and he's tackled right away. Kevin Suttles up from the secondary. Was there to stop him right as he turned to try to make a run. He actually almost caught that on a knee, and Suttles was right there. He had that earlier interception in the first half, and that one's going to be a loss of about a yard. So after the offside's penalty, a loss of one, and now another loss of one, make it third and seven for the Princeton 38. Played less than two minutes of the second half. Two receivers were left, now he wants them in tighter. They're not outside the left's hash mark as they operate on the hash mark to the right to snap it. Fair in the shotgun and Princeton jumped. Got him with the hard count. And that's the third penalty on this drive for Princeton. And it's cost him 20 yards. So instead of third and seven, it'll be third and two at the Princeton 32. Rolling, and he still played less than a couple minutes here in the second half. Sycamore second on the march with the opening drive of the second half. Two receivers left the open side of the field. One to the right. And Celestine was set to Fairs left. Now he sets to Fairs right. Fair in the shotgun. Center doesn't even have the ball yet. Now he does. Fair takes it. He's going to hand it off straight ahead. Here comes Celestine, and he's probably got the first down. He got about three or four yards. Jaheim Thomas was there to make the stop for Princeton, but that's enough for a first down, and the penalties have been killers on this drive. It's of a third and seven. It was third and two, and they get the run. We got a lightning delay, what, in the Mueller game? Loveland game. Wow. Here's a pass down the field that just goes a little bit incomplete. So it'll be second and ten now from the... Princeton 30, with 9.40 to go here in the third. Well, Princeton's defense was a back against the wall to start the game when they fumbled the opening kickoff, but Kevin Suttles playing up with the interception in the end zone. And here backs against the wall as Sycamores take advantage of three penalties on this drive to get it down to the 30-yard line. All right right now faced with the second and 10. And they're gonna send a player off for Sycamore with a equipment issue perhaps, Marquise Flero signal anything yet we're kind of at a standstill at the moment not sure why is it a lineman officials are huddled around and I'm not sure why still nothing going on officials are just huddling around maybe one of the officials got hit. sorry about that and again we're here at ground level it's really hard to see maybe one of the officials might have got hit because they were working on him so looks like he's okay thank goodness And now we're about ready to get back to action. Two receivers wide left, the open side of the field. They're just inside the hash mark on the right. One receiver, Sally to the right. Celestine to the right affair in the backfield of the shotgun. Waiting for the snap on second and 10. Takes the snap, drops, throwing left. It's caught by Annapol. He breaks a tackle. He's still on his feet. Still dragging tacklers with him and takes it down near about the 15-yard line. So Annapol hauled that one in. Broke a couple of tackles and it's 1st and 10 Sycamore. And they want to get right back to the line of scrimmage to run a play. 1st and 10 at the Princeton 15 now. Here's Fair. Takes the snap. Floats it out to the left. It's caught out there by McConnell. Makes a good move to the inside. Spins away from another defender. And it's going to be McConnell down to about the two-yard line. On the reception. Just a little quick screen out to the left. And McConnell did that one all on his own. Jordan McConnell, the leading receiver coming in, the slot receiver. Not sure where they've marked it. Again, they're way away from us at the moment on the other end of the field, again, at ground level. They say second and one at the seven. So that's where it is. Fair, and the shotgun has Celestine to his left. A tight end set left. Fair takes the snap, hands it off. Celestine running right, has a big hole. Celestine is into the end zone for a Sycamore touchdown. Near Celestine from seven yards out as Sycamore marches down the field with the opening possession of the second half and has taken a six nothing lead on the touchdown run by Celestine here early in the third quarter. It'll be Jack Farron on to attempt the point after. Left footed kicker, kicked off to start the game. Fair holds it. Low snap, but he gets it down. The kick is in, no, hit the left upright and is no good. So that could come back to Haunt as he missed the extra point. But nonetheless, with 9.15 to go here in the third quarter, Sycamore took the opening possession and scores the first points of the game. It's Sycamore 6, Princeton nothing. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: Creating beautiful smiles every day, that is what we do at Cassinelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060.
0: Here at Sycamore Junior High School, I'm Richard Skinner with producer-engineer Zach Waddell. Six to nothing for Sycamore on the opening drive of the second half. Takes advantage of a personal foul, a face mask, and a couple of offsides penalties. And some nice plays that they put together. Able to run the football after having negative four yards at halftime. And Damir Celestine capped the drive off from seven yards out. The extra point was missed. And now this, so far tonight, dormant Princeton offense, which has been rotating quarterbacks, Frankly, Dorian Durham's probably played the best of the two. We'll see who starts the second half. It's back deep to receive the kickoff from Farron. Leroy Bowers to the right. D'Angelo Foster to the left. And the first kickoff was really short and was fumbled.
4: Let's
0: see if they move everybody up this time. And Bowers a left footed soccer style kicker. Moves on the football. And squibs it along the ground. It's going to bounce back. It's going to be picked up, I believe, by Eberhardt. He's running right. Tries to make a cut It. Suttles, actually. Cuts across the field, going right, then ran back left. Ran into a pile of players. They're stripping at the football. And Suttles did a good job to hang on to it. Princeton will have the ball at about their own 26 or so yard line, I think. So that time, they went with the squib kick, and Suttles opted to field it on a couple of hops. Almost got away, he started returning right and made a quick sharp cut back to his left, got away from a couple of defenders, but then they wrapped him up. Actually, he took that up to about the 39 yard line. Excuse me, it's a good field position here. Again, impossible to see here at ground level, exactly where the football winds up. So first and 10 for Princeton, it's my Jaden Hortnick quarterback. He's got James Price to his left, takes the snap, gonna run straight ahead, has some running room, crossed the 50, runs left to the 45 or so yard line. They're making it up to the 50-yard line. That's going to be enough for a first down. So my Jaden Horton, who leads this team in rushing, and we got an injured Sycamore player down at the moment. And that's Noah Blaze, the linebacker, who's had a very nice game to this point. He is down, and the training staff coming on to attend to him. Blaze, in that first half, had four tackles, including one for loss, and broke up a pass. I don't know if he's cramping or not. Sycamore does have almost... Strict two platoon. They do have a handful of players that will play both ways in specialty situations. It looks like it was just a cramp or just a little nick because he got up after they worked it out and ran off the field. But he'll go out for a play. So my Jaden Horton, his best feature by far is using his legs and see if they turn to him here in this second half. He came in really struggling throwing the football. 5 of 22 coming in. 0 of 2 tonight. But he also came in as Princeton's leading rusher at 183 yards, and keep in mind, he had a 70-yard touchdown run called back by a hold. And he just ripped off 11 yards right there up to the 50-yard line. Princeton down six-nothing, early third quarter. Price in front of Horton to his left, two receivers right, one left. Horton takes the snap, just gonna run it straight ahead. Gets a nice block from Price, has some running room inside the 45 and spins down near the first down. Depends on where they mark it. A yard short of it, or they'll give him They'll give him the first down. So my Jaden Horton just took the snap, ran straight ahead for the second straight time. Got a great block in the hole from James Price, the little running back. And Horton got a nice spot down to the 40. Takes the snap, gonna run straight ahead again. Dances his way through. Now cuts it out to the right. Dropped the football, I believe, but was able to fall on it. Again, just a straight run. That time it was gummed up, and he tried to bounce it right. Did a good job to bounce it. And... Hard to tell, I think he did lose the football, but he fell right on it, got a little bit out of it. Nope, got a yard. Second and nine, Princeton from the 49. You got that big offensive line, I think you turn it over to them and say, here we come. And the first couple of runs were just that, that one would have been two, Horton tried to get a little too much out of it. Second and nine from the 39, Horton just takes the snap, running a quarterback sweep, running right, trying to get to the outside, does so, has some running room. Breaks one tackle, breaks another, he's still on his feet. Cut him back across the field and then dropped the football and Princeton was able to recover it. He might have been down, but it doesn't matter. Big Paris Johnson was able to recover it. Just a straight quarterback sweep going right that time for my Jaden Horton. Third quarter score, Fairfield 28, Middletown seven. Horton cut back to see if he get the first down. Looks like he did not, he's gonna be a couple yards shy after he fumbled the football. They did rule that a fumble, I believe. They tackle him at the 30. Ball came out. Yeah, it sure did. And then Johnson got it. So third and about four for Princeton at the 35. we call it third and five. got to get to the 30. One wide out left. Two to the right. Horton in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Fakes it. Going to keep it. Running straight ahead. Breaks one tackle. Horton in the clear. Cuts one another defender. Horton still on his feet. Cutting right towards the end zone. Picks up a block. And he's down to the two-yard line. <inaudible> My Jaden Horton. It's been his drive running the football. I said that before the drive. It's his best feature. Right now they're just saying, here we come with our quarterback. stop us. Dylan Andre, the cornerback, saved the touchdown. But it's first and goal, Princeton at the two. Seven minutes and under it now here, third quarter. Vikings down 6-0, a chance though to tie it, maybe take the lead. Horton out of the shotgun, takes the snap, going to run straight ahead off left guard, and he goes in, standing up for the Princeton touchdown. What a drive running the football by M.J. Horton. And good job by that offensive front as well. So Princeton responds to the Sycamore touchdown with a 61-yard touchdown drive of its own. I believe all of that on the ground by MJ Horton. It'll be Michael Everson, who's kicking right at us for the extra point. so we gotta be on the lookout for this extra point try. Again, we are broadcasting in the end zone at ground level. Snap is good, Everson's kick is on the way. It's coming right towards us. And Zach Waddell with a fine catch to save his equipment. That was an equipment-saving catch by Zach Waddell. Well done. Literally, that was landing right on the iPad, the mixer, and maybe the computer if my man doesn't catch the ball. Well done. By the way, I want to give a shout-out and a thanks to Dan Wright, the Princeton stat guy. Again, we're down here in the end zone. Dan's up in the main press box, and at halftime, he was kind enough to walk all the way down through the crowd to bring us halftime stats. We will not be getting third quarter stats or end of game stats. I told Dan, thank you. I do appreciate it and I do. But that's just a lot with fans trying to get out at cetera, and we don't have a long post game show anyway. So again, thanks to Dan Wright, Princeton stats guy for doing that at halftime. So Princeton on a nice running drive by my Jaden Horton, MJ Horton and that offensive line to pave the way a 2-yard TD run and with 6:51 to go here in the third, it took Princeton less than 3 minutes to take the lead at 7-6 thanks to the TD and then the Michael Everson extra point—he is perfect so far on the season. It'll be—he does not do the kickoff, dude. He's Hayden Cobbs does. We've seen Cobbs kick some extra points this year as well. Everson on the year—he's actually got a field goal as well. He's one of one on field goals, but extra points—he's now ten of ten on the season. Cobbs also a couple for a couple as well. So Cobbs will kick it off. They got a trio of people back on the far side. It'll be the running back William Engel in the middle find slot receiver jordan mcconnell and noah blaze back in there the linebacker he's an inside linebacker he went out a moment ago with an injury he's in there as well he returned the last kickoff to start the second half so princeton answers the touchdown now has a one-point lead Cobbs moves on the football and gets it away high and short to the far side going to be fielded by engel running right now cuts back left trying to get a block has some running room engel is going to be shoved out of bounds but a nice return he takes it up near the 40-yard line there to force him out, Jason Randall Miller. But a good return, so Sycamore, which did nothing offensively in the first half. Two first downs, negative four yards rushing. Was aided on that last drive by four Princeton penalties for a total of 30 yards, but also generated a little bit in the running game. Got a couple of completions on screens, trying to slow that Princeton pass rush down. We'll see how Princeton responds here defensively, because they dominated that first half. Sycamore starts on the hash mark to the left. They send one receiver, Slay out to the right. Now he's going to come in very tight. Now they're going to flip sides as Dominique Farrell will go to the right. Annapole inside of him and McConnell the closest. So three receivers go that way. Or Markel Fisher, excuse me. Here's the snap back to Fair, looking to throw. Looks right, fires right, caught on a slant inside McConnell. Has some running room, dances away from one tackler. Can't get away from John Harris. Or No, actually, that's not John Harris. That was Iran Love. But a nice quick pass. And they're getting some things out of the quick passing game right now. Gain of six on that play. Make it second and four. Markel Fisher started left. Now he's going to come to the right with Annapole. Same set. They got Annapole inside of Fisher. McConnell inside of both of them. Slay goes out wide left. Engel the running back to the right of Fair is in the shotgun. Now they re the play as now Engel will go from his right and set to the left to fair the quarterback. Plenty of time on the play clock down to nine. Takes the snap, fair, looking right, throwing right, lobs one over there. It's caught by Fisher, and then he's going to be tackled immediately, but that's going to probably be enough for a first down. Calvin Shaw made the tackle. That is a Sycamore first down, so they're getting something out of that passing game right now. Inside six minutes to go in the third. Princeton seven, Sycamore six. It was scoreless at halftime. One, two receivers left this time. Fair, looking that way. Now he's dancing to run. He's in some trouble, and Jaheim Thomas is going to wrap him up and drop him right around the line of scrimmage. Kevin Suttles came up to give some help. Gain of a couple. Kevin 24, Thomas. Mark it at the 43 of Princeton. Second and eight from there. Three receivers left. Fisher farthest. Annepal inside. McConnell inside of him. One receiver to the right, Slay goes to the right of fair in the gun takes the snap, looking left all the way, fires it short, caught by Annapol. Has some running room, and he takes a tackler with him down across the first down marker. It looks like, or down near close to it, at about the 35 or so yard line. It is going to be enough for a first down. They're just killing it right now with a short passing game. That was caught at the 40, and then when Annapol turned it up, he had plenty of room to run for another five yards, and that got him the first down. So first and ten for Sycamore at the Princeton 35. Aviators driving once again, as we approach five minutes to go here in the third with Princeton up 7-6. This time they set a running back to the right and one behind Fair. Slay to the right, or Sally to the right. They fake it, dropping the throw Fair. He's gonna be sacked from behind, and lucky the ball didn't come out. Jaheem Thomas sacked him, now a late penalty flag comes in. That cannot be a personal foul. If that's a personal foul, that is absolutely a horrific call. I think they're gonna get Darion Henry. Henry helped sack him, and. They're going to call face mask. There's no way that's a face mask. That's terrible. Jaheim Thomas sacked him from behind. And then Henry just kind of laid on him. Boy, that's a bad call. That's unfortunate because that's a great play by Jaheim Thomas. It's the five-yard variety, it looks like. But it will be enough for a first down, Sycamore. The ball is down on the about the 20- seven or so yard line, actually making the 36-yard line. Fair from the shotgun, takes the snap, hands it off on a jet sweep, McConnell, he wants to throw the football, does so, and it's gonna be juggled and dropped. He had to throw it under the arms of Darian Henry as he tried to hit Engle as McConnell came on a jet sweep going left to right, and then decided to throw the football and tried to hit Engle in the flat, and he juggled it, goes incomplete. Scores the GMC to pass along, Lakota East 12, Hamilton 6, Coleraine still up 42-7. Lakota East 14, Mason 7 in the third. Fairfield was up last I checked, and they still are 28-7 over Middletown. Second and 10 for Sycamore at the Princeton 37-yard line. Out of the shotgun with two receivers each way. And Fair fakes it, drops the throw, in some pressure. Thomas almost got him from behind. He's in some trouble, now Henry does. And the ball's loose, and it's picked up by Princeton. Running right with it and taking it all the way out of bounds as the forced fumble. Iren Love was able to come up with it. And Princeton comes up with its second turnover of the night. Jaheim Thomas forces the fumble. Iran, and actually Darian Henry's the one who forced it. Thomas spun him, and then Henry hit him from the side. And Iran Love picked it up and scooped it and got it to about the Princeton 41. So the Vikings have it up 7-6 with 4-11 to go here in this third quarter of play. And a big stop right there by the Princeton defense. If they stay with my Jaden Horton or MJ Horton in that ground game, he will stay in his quarterback. He and Dorian Durham alternated series. Durham had a pretty good pass, half passing the ball, but Horton did it all with his legs on the last drive. Takes the snap, running left, trying to pick up a block. Dances across the 45 and maybe to the 46 or 47. So a good pickup of six on first down. So they go inside four minutes to go in the third with Princeton up 7 6. It's been all MJ Horton taking direct snaps with various runs here to start the second half. Faking a run, faking a handoff, just taking it and running it, running it on sweeps. That time just a direct snap and he ran it off left guard. Horton, the shotgun has Price to his right. Two receivers left, one right. Second and four. Horton takes it. He wants to throw a pass this time. Does so. Gets it to the outside and what a great job to fight off the blocker and make the tackle as they hit D'Angelo Foster. But Noah Blaze fought the block of Jamar Matthews off and was able to make the tackle after a gain of maybe three to the 50 if they give him forward progress. That'll be one yard short of the first down It'll make it third and one. So a little pickup there and gives you a makeable third down. Third and one for Princeton from the Sycamore 40. Horton in the shotgun, three receivers right, takes the snap, runs straight ahead falls down. I don't know if he, he slipped or just decided to give himself up because there were three defenders right in his grill and he'll lose two yards and Princeton gonna have to punt the football back they had a very makeable third and one and just couldn't get it. Offensive line had been winning much of the second half up to that point as they came with a run blitz. Princeton not deciding to do anything yet. Now they'll send the punt team on. Play clock still at 25. Game clock at 2.35 here in the third. And again tonight doing the punting is Tamir Matthews. They weren't gonna send anybody deep, now McConnell's gonna go back in single safety, see if they try to rush it. Gabe Bamer is the long snapper here tonight. Done a decent job so far. Snap is a low one, it bounces, Matthews picks it up, but he's got plenty of time to punt it away and does so, and punts it away from the return man, it's gonna bounce, it's gonna take a Princeton bounce, inside the 20, inside the 15, and down, and will stop rolling at the 14 yard line. So Princeton with a 7-6 lead. And that defense back on the field again with Sycamore backed up at its own 14-yard line with a minute 50 to go, 59 to go here in the third quarter. Again, it was a scoreless first half. Princeton had just six first downs. Sycamore had only two. The third quarter, the first drive for both teams. Sycamore marks right down for a touchdown. Seven-yard Jameer Celestine run to cap a drive. Extra point hit the left upright, and then Princeton marched right back. MJ Horton getting all 65 yards on the ground on the drive, including the final two for a touchdown, and Everson's extra point gave him the lead. So first and 10, Sycamore back on their own 14. Three receivers left. That's the open side of the field. Back in the backfield this time is Celestine to the right of Fair. He's got Sally split out to the right. Fair, and we got movement up front. Did Princeton move again? Boy, they have got so many pre-snap penalties. Offsides, Princeton, my goodness gracious that defensive front it is so good and so active but it jumps so much on first sounds score to pass along moeller leading lexington lafayette 33-7 that game an esp media game as well tonight so first and five now following the penalty through the same set celestine to the right of fair in the gun three receivers left takes the snap hands it off he's going to give it to celestine running left and a nice job by john harris the linebacker to come up and stop him but not before he got very near a first down
1: with the carry. Second
0: and one. Yep, got four yards out of it, so second and one up at the 23-yard line. So we roll inside two minutes to go in the third. Sycamore looking over at the sidelines, and they will send Annapol wide left. McConnell's out right, but not very wide. Celestine to the right of Fair in the shotgun as they got two tight ends in there now. Here is a handoff to Celestine, running straight ahead, not trying to angle to the outside. He's going to get the first down, not going to get much more than that. Jameer Thomas and Kevin Suttles made the stop. But that will be enough for a Sycamore first down. We'd like to keep him pinned back in here, get a short field, and make it an eight-point game if you can. But you got to get the stop first. First down with the ball, in the Sycamore 27. They're changing personnel. And a pull. Fisher, McConnell go out right. Sally goes out wide left. Celestine to the left of Fair, is in the shotgun. Takes the snap, looking right to throw. Fires an out route, it's gonna be almost intercepted. Boy, jumping the route very nicely was Elijah Eberhardt to knock it down and almost pick it off. As they've been going to that well a bunch, that short, quick passing game, and Eberhardt decided to jump a route and almost jumped it for six. 50 seconds to go here in the third. Second and 10, Sycamore from its own 27. Come a very nice night out. Again, we have a lightning delay. I know it some places in the area. Loveland for sure. So we have that ESPN, ESP media broadcast going on, but it's delayed. So far here, not, nothing going on, which is good. They've got McConnell lined up as a Wildcat quarterback this time with Celestine to his left. McConnell takes the snap. He's just going to run left. Cuts back right. He's going to be tackled for a loss, Jaheim Thomas. Stood his ground and didn't let him cut back across his face, and he dropped McConnell for a loss. The UC commit, Jaheim Thomas making a big tackle for loss on second down. And now it's third and long for Sycamore, back at its own. We'll call it 21-22, third and 16. They'll have to snap. No, they will not have to snap a play here in the third quarter. They can let the time run out if they so desire. No, I take it back. They will have to snap a play. Excuse me, 18 on the play clock, 24 on the game clock. Got those reversed in my mind. Trying to get something set. They send three receivers, no, two out to the left. They're gonna put two running backs in the backfield. Sally to the right of Fair, Celestine to the left in front of him. Fair takes the snap, drops to throw, wants to throw a deep out route, does so. It's gonna be caught by Anipol, and then right away, wrapping him up, Caleb Crawford dropped him after a short gain, and they'll have to punt the football away as we start the fourth quarter of play. Great open field tackle by Caleb Crawford. Playing tonight for Jaden Scarborough and doing a really good job on that tackle to stop them well short of the first down. When we come back to start the fourth quarter, Sycamore's going to have to punt the football away from fairly deep in its own territory. And after three quarters of play, from Sycamore Junior High School, Sycamore Stadium, it's Princeton 7, Sycamore 6. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, and it's powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011.
0: Back here at Sycamore Junior High School, where Sycamore Stadium is located. I'm Richard Skinner. Zach Waddell, our producer engineer, a moment ago on an extra point made a nice catch to save our equipment, and you're saying, wait, what? Yeah, we are broadcasting tonight from the end zone at ground level. We thank the folks from Sycamore for putting us back here. Hasn't been that bad. Hasn't been perfect. Hasn't been that bad. So it'll be fair to punt it away. D'Angelo Foster deep. He stands at about his own. 15 to punt it. Man goes in motion, but they are going to punt this. He takes the snap, and he will punt it. It was almost blocked by Jaheim Thomas. Heading towards the far sideline, it's going to take a Sycamore bounce, and it's still going to roll. It touched the Sycamore player up at about the 36-or-so yard line, so Princeton will get pretty good field position, but Fair just got that one away with Thomas in his face. So opening 10 seconds of the fourth. It's been a defensive battle tonight. Princeton's defense has been dominant. Sycamore's defense has been gritty. Princeton leading at 7-6. Vikings now in 11 quarters of play this year, giving up 13 total points. Big drive here if you can get this to an 8-point margin. MJ Horton has played all the way so far in the second half after he and Dorian Durham exchanged series in the first half, but Horton's done a lot of damage with his legs. Takes the snap, rides it off to hair. Price, running left, gets a crease. He's across the 35-40, 45-50, 40, makes another cut. Jay's Price still on the move, and he takes it way down deep into Sycamore territory before he's finally slung down by the strong safety, Justin Williams. Again, we can't tell with depth perception. They're gonna mark it down at the 27 yard line. That's a 45 yard James Price run. It had been Horton, Horton, Horton running it. That time he rode Price. And now we got a shaken up player for Sycamore who's down. Again, that's Blaze and he cramped a little bit earlier in the second half and hopefully that's all it is for him again. He shook off the last one pretty quickly. It's a, a, I wouldn't call it a picture-perfect night from a humidity standpoint, but it's not overly humid. And really, he's the really only guy that's been cramping so far tonight. So hopefully he gets that worked out. 11.37 to go. Princeton with a big first down run by James Price. Takes it from their own 28 down to the Sycamore 27. Longest play of the night for the Vikings. And again, that was all done in part because of the running of MJ Horton in the second half. Although that was one of the first times they've run the read option here in the second half. Horton did a good job to ride that out. Price was on his right hip. He rode him out for about a step or two, saw what was a crease on the left side and left it with Price, and Price made a long run, so a great decision by M.J. Horton to give that off. Greater Miami Conference opening night. It's been a good one here between two 2-0 football teams. And Princeton now is in first and 10 at the 27 of Sycamore. And the shotgun has Price to his right. Two receivers right, one left. Takes the snap, he's just gonna run a quarterback sweep going right, trying to get to the outside, gets a great block from Price! toward MJ Horton still in the clear, breaks a tackle and runs out of bounds down around the 10 yard line. James Price, who had the last great run, made a great kick out block on the right side, and Horton just cut right inside of him and got a nice gainer, we'll have to check where the line of scrimmage is, because it's way away from us. If I was the guess, I'd say down around the 12 or so yard line, it'll be the 13, so not a bad guess, first and 10 Princeton from there. Less than a minute played here in the third qua- or fourth quarter. Princeton up 7-6. Horton operates off the hash mark to the right. He has Price to his left. Two receivers left. Horton takes it, fakes it, just runs straight ahead. Gets a little bit down to maybe the 10. Good Good. Good. Two or three yards. Angel,
4: there,
0: Angel, there, Angel, there, boy, this is just a huge, huge drive. I mean, you got to get something out of this, even if it's a field goal. But boy, a touchdown and an extra point makes it An eight-point differential here in the fourth quarter. They give him two down to the 11, second and eight. He played a minute now of this fourth. One receiver right. Three receivers go left the open side of the field. Horton wants to throw a pass that way. Does so, he's got a man, Foster. Foster gets a block from Burkhalter. Gets to the outside and runs it near the pylon. Did he get it? He did. D'Angelo Foster got a great block from Sterling Burkhalter. Cut outside of that block and then dove for the pylon and dove himself into the end zone. And Princeton goes up by a count of 13 to six with the extra point pending. So MJ Horton with a short, quick pass, goes for 11 yards, (coughs) excuse me, and a lot of it on the run by Foster. Everson, who's 10 for 10 on extra points this season. This is a big one. Durham to hold, snap is good, hold is good, he shanked it wide left, woo boy. So Everson's first miss of the year Keeps Sycamore just seven points down in this football game. But as it stands, Princeton now has at least a one-score lead. There's 10.40 to go in the football game. It's now Princeton 13, Sycamore 6. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media. It's powered by Sidearm Sports.
1: Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
0: Back here at Sycamore Junior High School. Princeton marches down for the second time in this second half thanks in part to a 45 yard run by James Price that got him down deep. And MJ Horton completing an 11 yard touchdown pass to D'Angelo Foster, got a great block from Sterling Burkhalter. Unfortunately, Michael Everson's first missed extra point of the year has it now 13-6 Princeton with 10.40 to go and now it's back up to that Princeton defense. Which other than the first drive of the second half has been pretty dominant tonight to try to shut things down. Hayden Cobbs will kick off three men back. McConnell in the middle. Engle to the far to the near side. Blaze to the far side. Princeton going left to right as you look at your listening device of choice tonight. IPad, tablet, phone, computer, whatever you're looking at it at. So Princeton fell behind 6 0 after a scoreless first half. Has come back to score the last 13 to take the lead. So here we go. Right footed soccer style kicker, gets it away. It's a nice high, but short kick fielded by McConnell at about the 10. Runs straight ahead, now angles off to his left, trying to get to the outside, and he is not gonna get away from Sterling Burkhalter. So Burkhalter, who's made a a good first half catching the football, through that big block on the last touchdown reception and run, or catch and run for Foster, and now makes a very nice open field tackle on special teams at about the 25 yard line. That's where Sycamore will start. You got a flag? Now, Princeton thought for a second. The holdup is. Sycamore will start on its hash mark to the left. Fair is in the shotgun. He's got Celestine in there as a running back. Markel Fisher goes wide left. McConnell and a pull wide right. Fair is going to go from under center here. Sure looks like it, so he will. No, he's in the shotgun. Takes the snap, quick drop, looking to throw, has some pressure, in some trouble, gets away from one man. He's on the move running left, and he's going to be wrapped up and still get some extra yardage after it, after he got Byron wrapped Perry, up. I ran Love and Leroy Bowers made the stop. Pretty nice game, got nine out of it on first down on the scramble. Two receivers to the right. That's Annapola McConnell. And Fisher's out that way as well. Celestine to the right of Fair out of the shotgun. Looks at the Princeton defense. Plenty of time on the play clock. Takes the snap. Drops the throw. He's looking. He wants to go deep. Looking deep. Fires it deep down the center of the field. Caught by McConnell on a diving grab in Princeton territory. That was a terrific catch by Jordan McConnell. He had to fully extend to catch it. And hold it in down around the Princeton 35 or so yard line. Let's see where they mark it. He dove dove at the 40 and landed at the 37-yard line. Wow, what a catch by McConnell. And it's now got Sycamore set up shop with 9.5 to go down 13-6. First and 10 aviators on the Princeton 36-yard line. Actually, marked it all the way to the 35. Fair in the shotgun, waits the snap, takes the snap, and we got some movement or whistles at least up front. Has gotten caught for offsides a few times tonight. See if they get a five back. I think they're signaling it is a false start against Sycamore. uh, Mistake given back by the Aviators on first and 10 at the Princeton 35. Now first and 15 at the 40. Fair has Annapol wide right. McConnell inside him in a slot. They put Sally as a wing right. And they got a tight end on that side as well. Fair out of the shotgun, waits the snap, takes the snap, drops the throw, looking left, in some trouble and he is gonna be sacked, Jaheem Thomas. And a penalty flag is in the secondary. Let's see what we're gonna get here, is this gonna be holding against Princeton in the secondary? Jaheem Thomas with the quarterback sack for the moment, will it stand? A face mask is gonna be the call. And it's against Princeton, holy cow. I'm not so sure that wasn't Kevin Suttles in the secondary because that was not thrown where the player was tackled. That was in the secondary. I don't know if Suttles, maybe they were making a double move and Suttles tried to grab something going by and unfortunately grabbed the face mask, but another key penalty. Holy cow. They're going to call it incidental, I guess, so it'll be second and five at the 30. Make it first and five at the 30, excuse me. Here's Fair, takes it, drops the throw, looks left. Going to throw it towards the end zone. Has Fisher out there, touchdown. Oh no, they're going to mark him out at the one. Just a deep go route up the left sideline. Markel Fisher just ran right by the corner on that side, and that's a good corner he ran by Elijah Eberhardt. So first and goal, Print or er, Sycamore down seven. 8.36 to go. They're at the Princeton two-yard line is where they mark it officially. Fair takes it. Hand Celestine running right. Henry grabs him. Can he keep him out of the end zone? And he does. Nice job by Deary and Henry wrapped him up, and then he got some help from his teammates to push him back as the push was coming the other way. Got nothing out of it. Second and goal for the two. Does Princeton defense make a stand here? They're going to come with a heavy package here. They're bringing an extra offensive lineman into the game. Although they still have a couple receivers. Also in there, Kai Williams is in the game as a blocking back. Second and goal from the two. Now make it the one is where they have it. They're going to put McConnell as the Wildcat quarterback in a pistol set. As Celestine behind him. McConnell takes the snap, turns, and Celestine, he's gonna be hit in the backfield and drop for a loss. John Harris came unblocked and dropped him for a loss of one or two. See where they marked that back to. John Harris came through clean right up the middle and dropped him for a loss. They'll mark it at the, about the five yard line, third and goal. 35-7 Fairfield over Middletown. So I believe 17-7 East over Mason. Third and goal, Sikkim, were at the five. They were knocking on the door, can Princeton make a stand here? Two receivers bunch right. Fair out of the shotgun, takes the snap, drops the throw, looking, rolling right, wants to throw it to the corner of the end zone, nobody there, he threw it all the way out of bounds. Fourth and goal from the five. The two receivers, it looked like collided. Annapol and McConnell looked like they were trying, they were in a bunch, it looked like they tried to run a little rub play and then they ran into each other. 7.01 to go, clock stopped. This has got to be go for Territory, I would assume for Scott Titillo here, and it looks like it is, fourth and goal from the Princeton Five. Can Princeton's defense up 13 to six, make a stand here? Fisher comes back in as they will check out Nate Clark, a tight end. Fisher's gonna go out wide left, Annapool. And I think McConnell walking out that way, and he is, he's in the slot to the right. is in the shotgun, fourth and goal from the Five. 7-1 to go, big play, Fair takes the snap, gonna throw a jump ball towards the corner for Fisher. Incomplete and broken up and what a play by Caleb Crawford. They tried to throw the fade to Fisher and Caleb Crawford who was playing some trail technique, able to get a hand up at the last minute and knock the ball away. And Princeton after Sycamore had it first and goal at the two yard line, turns them back and was 6.55 to go in the game. The Vikings clinging to a 13-6 lead. will have it first and 10 on their own five. Tried to throw the jump ball to the corner for the lanky Fisher, but Crawford's just as long and lanky. Now, can this offensive line create some movement? From their own five, Foster, Matthews, Harris go wide right. Burkhalter wide left, Price to the left of... Horton in the gun, takes the snap, just runs straight ahead, gets a good block, has some running room, across the 10, across the 12. Might have got to about the 13 or 14 yard line. Big first down run for MJ Horton, and now it's time to bleed some clock if you can. Just keep grinding out first downs, you probably have a chance if you keep grinding them out to run out the clock. 6.35 to go, Sycamore does have all three timeouts as does Princeton. The game of yeah, second and one for the 14. Lakota East, Lakota West, 26-6 over Hamilton. East, 17-7 over Mason. And Fairfield winning 35-7 over Middletown. And Coleraine, last we saw, was up 42-7 on Oak Hill. Second and one, Princeton at its own 14. Horton takes the snap, runs straight ahead, as the first down and more as he plows his way up near the 20-yard line. And Princeton's gonna get a fresh set of downs as MJ Horton, as they just made this a very simple second-half game plan, snap it back to him and let him get some push up front and use his legs. Clock exactly hits six minutes to go and rolling. Still plenty of time on the play clock. First and 10 Princeton on its own 19 yard line. Viking still haven't broken the huddle yet down to 19. Not taking a long time to get out of this huddle. Harris goes wide right. Foster and Matthews going to come that way with him. That's the open side of the field. Burkhalter wide left, the short side. Price to the left of Jordan in the shot uh, H- Jaden Horton, the shotgun, takes the snap. Running left, trying to get a block, and he gets some yardage and stayed inbounds as he crossed the 20 to about the 23-24 yard line. And he did stay in bounds because the clock continues to run. So 5-19 to go with the football game. Good run by Horton. And second and six. Play clock down to 23. And still plenty of time for them. Five minutes to go now in the game. Three receivers right. Burkhalter left. Price to the left of Horton in the shotgun. Play clock down to 10. Second and six. Princeton from its own 23. After the goal line stand. Horton takes the snap. Makes it, gonna keep it himself, and he's gonna get a decent yardage out of it. Nice open field tackle right in the middle of the field by Nick Stevenson, one of the inside linebackers. But Horton gets him into third manageable he picks up about three or so. He took it up to about the 26 yard line. They gotta get to the 29 for the first down. Late clock still with 25 to go. They step this, there's gonna be four minutes to go in the game. This would be a Big third down to pick up and keep leading that clock up 13-6. Three receivers right. Burke Halter to the left. They've got Price to the right of Horton in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Wants to throw a quick pass. Does so. And threw a terrible pass. That might be a lateral no. They're going to say no. But that was just a horrible pass. Horton tried to throw a bubble screen out to the right to Foster. He threw about a 12 hopper out there. So 4.07 to go. Clock stopped on the incompletion. And Princeton will have to punt it away. Deep in its own territory, I think. They haven't exactly sent the punt unit on yet. And now they do. So, one more defensive stand for this Princeton defense of 13 6. Each team has missed an extra point. That's why it stays a seven point game. Again, doing the pun- punting tonight is Tamir Matthews. He's picked up a couple of short, bouncy snaps from, Jay- from Gabe Bamer, the snapper. Need a good one right here. It's a good one. He gets the punt away. It's a high short kick. And this is going to take a bounce back towards the Princeton goal line and going to be down in Princeton territory with 4 0 1. Four minutes exactly to go in the football game. So let's see where they marked that. Again, hard to tell from this ground level where they have so graciously put us tonight. It will be marked. I have no idea, 36 yard line at Princeton. So four minutes to go, do they have another defensive stand in them? Short field to work with here for Sycamore. Again, all three timeouts for both teams. It's slow to get out there defensively as Princeton and Sycamore's already at the line of scrimmage. First and 10, Fares in the shotgun. Sends a man in motion, McConnell. Hands it off to Celestine, running straight ahead. And he gets a handful of yards as he's knocked down at about the 32. There for first contact for Princeton was Iran Love. did got get five out of it. Sycamore quickly back to the line of scrimmage. Plenty of time. Both teams now with 14 first downs of the game. That's 12 in the second half for Sycamore. Fair in the gun, three receivers to his left, one to his right, ball in the middle of the field. He resets his back from his left to his right. Still plenty of time on the play clock, 15 seconds. Fair takes the snap, looking left to throw. Guns it out that way, and short hops his intended receiver as it was tried for Fisher. And That brings up third and four with 3.19 to go. Princeton leading 13-6. The Vikings can maybe get some pass rush here on Fair. They've gone to a lot of quick passing game in the second half, although he's been sacked a couple of times. So third and four, two receivers left. That's McConnell and Annapol. And actually nobody else wide. Two running backs in the backfield here besides Fair on either side of it. He's in the shotgun. Third and four from the 30. Takes the snap, wants to throw, getting some pressure, in some trouble, runs away from it. He's got some running room, cuts back towards the middle of the field and I don't think he got there. Gonna be about a yard or two shy of the first down. As Fair opted to try to run out of the trouble a good job to scramble because he was in some pressure he got it down to the 27 yard line and it's fourth and one with under three minutes to go in the game princeton just coming off a goal line stand moments ago now can they make a stand on fourth and one sycamore tried to run a player on the field now they say no we've already got 11 out there and now they're going to take a timeout that was close to getting a penalty for too many men but they get the timeout with 244 to go in the game we're going to take one with them but don't go away It's Princeton 13, Sycamore 6, fourth and one coming up deep in Princeton territory. When we come back, this is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at Cincinnati.NM.com.
0: Here's the situation, 2.44 to go in this football game. Greater Miami Conference opener, 2-0 Princeton, 2-0, Fairfield, or 2-0 Sycamore. Sycamore faced with 4th and 1 at the Princeton 27, and the Vikings leading it 13-6. Got to stop here, even though Sycamore has now two timeouts left, and you might be able to run out the clock with a first down, but you've got to get the stop first. McConnell wide left. Annapol's going to line up almost on a wing left instead of being out wide. Celestine to the left of fair in the shotgun. He's also got a receiver to his right. Fair takes the snap. He wants to throw it. Looking, looking, looking. He's going to throw it deep down the sideline for McConnell. And it's going to be caught out of bounds. So Princeton will get it over on downs as McConnell made a great effort down near the left pylon. It was double coverage. And McConnell went up. I think he caught that ball, Zach. Did he not? Yeah, he nods his head yes. But unfortunately for him, he was out of bounds because that was a heck of an effort. But Princeton now with 2.41 to go in the game. Sycamore has two timeouts. And the Vikings with a first down, can probably run this clock out. Can they do it? His Princeton defense in three games has been just outstanding. Offense still very much a work in progress, but the defense has been great, and it's been great tonight. That's why Princeton leads Sycamore by the score they do. This is a Sycamore team that scored 81 points in its first two games, by the way, held the sixth tonight. Horton in the gun. He has three receivers right, one left. Price to his left in the shotgun. He's been running it for the most part in the second half. Takes the snap and he's going to run it here. Straight out, gets great block from Price. Huge hole up the middle for him. And there's a penalty flag that comes down and this is going to come back for a hold. Oh, man, oh, man. That looked like a great hole that he ran through. Again, we are here at the end zone view. We are broadcasting literally on the field in the end zone. Not on the field, but I guess behind the goalpost in the end zone. And that looked like a great hole that opened up. Price got a great block at the point of attack, the running back. And it is all for naught because it's coming back for a holding penalty with... 2-33 Two, 33 to go. Wow, that's a big one. Would have been a first down out around the, probably the 40 or so yard line. Instead, it's second and 20 back on the 17 for Princeton, but the clock will start again. Game clock at 20. <coughs> excuse me. Play Game clock excuse me, at 225. Play clock down to 16. Harris, Matthews, Foster wide right, Burkhalter wide left. They operate on the hash to the left. Price to the left of Horton in the shotgun. Awaiting the snap, takes the snap. He's just going to run it left. Picks up a little bit of yardage as he wedges it out there for about two or three yards. Price tried to throw a block in the hole and couldn't do much with it. And now Sycamore going to take its second timeout with exactly—they yep, stopped it at 2:01, excuse me—to go after the short game. So the bad news is Princeton is faced with a second and long here. The good news is Sycamore's down to one timeout, and again they are down seven full points. Scoring in this game after a scoreless first half, it was a opening drive in the second half for Sycamore. And Demir Celestine ran in from seven yards out. It was aided by four penalties, a couple of offsides, and a <coughs> excuse me a face mask penalty. The extra point, however, by Jack Farrett hit the left upright. and Sycamore had a 6-0 lead with 9.15 to go in the third. But Princeton responded right back, a 65-yard drive on the ground by quarterback MJ Horton. He capped it with a two-yard touchdown run. Michael Everson added the extra point. With 6.51 to to go in the third. Princeton had taken a 7-6 lead. They took that lead to the fourth quarter and then went up 13-6 on an 11-yard touchdown pass from Horton to Giangelo Foster. Unfortunately, though, Michael Everson misses his first extra point of the year with 10.40 to go in the the fourth. That made it 13-6. Princeton with a goal line stand moments ago and then stopping Sycamore on fourth and one on the next drive, and they've got it here with 2.01 to go. Martin in the shotgun face with second and about 19 and we get a Sycamore player jumping up front. Boy, there's a gift, five yards. With second and 19, this will make it second and 14 at the 23. That's a killer. Went with a nice hard count, stayed disciplined that time. Excuse me, got the five yards. Still second and long. Second and 14, Sycamore is down to just one timeout remaining. So Scott Tatillo can have to stop it on either of these next two plays or save it for his offense. I'm guessing he'll probably stop it here if they get a stop on this second down. Price to the right of Horton in the shotgun, takes a snap, fumbles the football, it is loose, and Horton went back and fell on it back at about the 10, 12 yard line. Boy, oh boy, looked like a really good snap too. And a timeout for Scott Titillo, and that only took six seconds. He took his eye off of it. There is a new center in the game, I believe at the moment. No, I tell you about, Javon Neal's still in there center, excuse me. They look like a good snap. The Sycamore is out of timeouts, but 1.55 to go, and it's gonna be third and a mile for Princeton. You gotta think they're gonna run it to at least bleed some clock and then punt it. Scoreboard still shows the Sycamore timeout, but they took one earlier, and they've now taken two on this drive, so they are out of timeouts. Princeton does have all three left if that means anything. I think he just snapped this back to MJ Horton and let him try to run it between the tackles so you don't worry about him going out of bounds to stop the clock. That's the other part here. If you run anything wide, you need to get down and make that clock run. It is a 40-second play clock in high school football. It starts when the play ends. So really, Princeton can snap it here at 155, run a play, and maybe snap it again at about 105 in the game. Third and a mile. It's a tough one to make, but you don't have to make it to win the football game. You just got to keep the ball in your hands, bleed some clock, and let your defense finish it up. Horton in the gun. He has three receivers right, one left. That's Burke Coulter. And now a timeout for Princeton. So Mike Daniels, I guess, wanted to see what look he was going to get defensively. He got the look. Didn't like it or just wanted to see it. Now he takes the timeout. We're going to take a quick timeout with a 1.55 to go in the game. Princeton 13, Sycamore 6. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
2: London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce, Visit www.lcs.com slash careers today.
0: All right, here we go. One fifty-five to go in the game. Princeton faced with third to about 23, back on its own 13. Sycamore out of timeouts, but if they get a stop here, they're going to make Princeton punt from deep in their own end, and the kicking game is not Princeton's strength. We're gonna put Matthews on a wing left, Price to the left of Price, or uh, the left of Horton in the shotgun. Two receivers right, one left. Horton takes the snap, gonna run left. He's gotta stay in bounds, makes a cut inside Price. Does so, stay in bounds, he went out of bounds! Oh, you can't do that! Oh, that's a killer! That's why you needed to run that between the tackles. He just gave Sycamore a gift timeout right there. Man, oh man! You either, got, you gotta tell him to go down or not run a play to the boundary. Oh, that's a mistake. So Sycamore will get it back. That, that by the time they should have gotten this back, there should have been a minute to go. There's a minute 49 now, and the clock has stopped. Wow. This team makes a bunch of mistakes for an undefeated team to this point, point. and I guess the good thing is those are things you can clean up, but that's just, can't have it. And the punting has been an adventure tonight. It's a bad snap. Matthews is in some trouble. He's going to lose the football, and Sycamore's going to pick it up, and they are going to run into the end zone. It was Engel, the running back, who scooped it up at about the five and goes in to make it a one-point game. Unreal. The kicking game for Princeton has been a disaster. The punting game, at least, has been a disaster from week one, and it came back to get them right there. So, really, I guess Horton running out of bounds might have helped Sycamore, helped Princeton after all. Well, Farron missed his last extra point, however, and there still is 1.43 to go. Princeton has two timeouts. Farron hit the left upright with his last extra point. This to tie it with 1.48 to go. Snap is back. Hold is down. Kick is right down the middle. And good. And we are tied at 13 apiece. And hang on. There's a flag. Are they run into the kicker here? They might have. I mean, it's good anyway. It would be tacked onto the kickoff if that's the case. So a low snap. Matthews tried to scoop it up. Probably should have just fallen on it. There's a personal foul against Princeton for running into the kicker, so Sycamore could technically try to onside kick this if they wanted or just try to play defense. That's a disappointing series of plays right there for Princeton, first running out of bounds. And then the punt game, which has been an adventure this year, became a major faux pas, As William Ingles scooped the ball up around the 5-yard line and ran it in, and Farron with the clutch extra point to tie it. And now we'll see if Dorian Durham, the passing quarterback, comes back here for Princeton. Durham's done a lot of great things with his, or rather, Horton has done a lot of great things with his legs here in the second half. But he is nowhere near the passer Durham is. Well, maybe get Everson a chance to get himself a field goal at the end of this. 13-13, 13-13, Princeton-Sycamore. Got some psychedelic music going in the background. I like it. So here we go. It'll be Bowers and Foster back deep. Again, they'll kick this off 15 yards further up. So Engel scoops up the botch punt snap and runs it in for the tying, or the touchdown and then the extra point by Tyson. They put it down and now they'll mark off the 15 yards and they'll kick it off in Princeton territory at the 45. I mean, you could onside kick this if you so desired at the very least. Princeton gets the ball at about their own 30, 35 yard line. I mean, it's a decent field position, but you may get the ball back here. Got some momentum on your side. Farron, a left footed kicker. He may just opt to thump this through the end zone, too. His first kickoff tonight was very high and short. Princeton fumbled it, Sycamore got nothing out of it after Sycamore recovered. His last kickoff was a squib kick. So here comes Farron to move on the football. And he's going to try to get to the end zone, and Bowers is going to watch it go over his head and go through the end zone for an automatic touchback. So let's see who comes in to play quarterback here with a minute 43 to go. It looks like it's going to be MJ Horton. 13-13 our score. So, a game that looked like Princeton was about to wrap up with a victory to go to 3-0 with Colerain coming to Princeton next week. Now sees the Vikings having to put together a drive here at the end of the game or try to win this in overtime. Harris goes right. Matthews and Foster joining. Burkhalter wide left by himself. Price to the left of Horton is in the shotgun and now a penalty flag and Sycamore had too many players on the field and Princeton's going to get a five yards out of it. That's a start. Two timeouts left for Princeton. So they could run the ball a little bit here. See if this Princeton team's got some intestinal fortitude here. They played so well defensively all night. Special teams gaff cost them seven at the end to tie it. Horton takes the snap. Going to ride out Price, and he's going to be tackled for a loss. He rode out Price, and so did the defender. Defensive end, Kai Williams, who dropped him for a loss of three or four. Down to 1.30 to go. Harris Foster, Matthews to the right, Burkhalter to the left, second and ten from the 20, lost the five yards they got back on the penalty. Down to 1.10 to go. Horton dropping to throw. Sets his feet, gonna sling it deep left side for Burke Halter, who could not hang on down and around the 30 yard line. Good play by the corner down there, Jacob Andre to get a hand in maybe and knock it away and now it's third and 10. Here's the other thing, Princeton doesn't do anything with this football here. They're gonna have to punt from deep in their own territory again. Five to go in the clock. Side. I'm not sure, sure I don't run this ball and play for overtime. I do not want my punting unit back on that field for anything. Thor Coulter stands outside the huddle, wide left. Again, Harris, Matthews, and Foster go to the right. Price to the left of Horton in the shotgun. 105 to go. Tie score 13 0 Third and 10, Princeton from its own 20 and Horton drops the throw sets his feet looking guns a pass into traffic it's high and boy I'll tell you what if a Sycamore defender I think that was McConnell hadn't tipped it it was going to be intercepted by Justin Williams the strong safety he jumped the route but McConnell stuck a hand up and was able to tip it out of bounds so give him the pass breakup so a minute to go Prince has got to punt it from their own 20 oh boy Again, Tamir Tamir Matthews in his defense has had a hard time. I mean, the snaps have not been great tonight. It's been a point of contention all year. Javon Neal's now gonna be the long snapper. Matthews stands at his own five. Boy, you just can't have a mistake here. Now, Princeton has to take a timeout. They don't have enough people on the field. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Keep it here with exactly a minute to go. Depending on where this ball goes. Sycamore may have a chance to march down and and win this. Farron on the year has three field goals. He did miss the extra point tonight, it was his first miss. He's three for four on field goals on the year with a long of 42. So if they get this a decent field position, they gotta get to about the 25 to give him a chance. They have no timeouts left. Princeton down to one. Really best thing for Princeton is just get this to overtime and try to win it in the extra period. This game was going very quickly, and it is ground to a halt. And Prince has got nobody to blame but itself. Neil practicing some long snaps during the timeout with Matthews, and he just sailed one over Matthews' head. Oh, my. Well, it starts with the snap. McConnell back deep in single safety. Stands at around the 50. Burkhalter's the personal protector here. Snap from Vaughn is a good one, or Neal's a good one. And here's a wobbly short punt that McConnell is going to let bounce. Goes back and picks it up deep in his own territory. Circles off to the left, trying to get some blocks. Now cuts it back to his right, still on his feet near the sideline, and gets a decent return out of it with 47 seconds to go in the game. And Sycamore with no timeouts, though, needs to get to, again, the long for Farron this year's 42, so get to the 25, and who knows, maybe the 30, they give him a chance. Good punt by Matthews. That thing bounced, and was finally picked up back at the 40. Connell circled back to his left and then stutter step cut back inside and got it to right around the midfield stripe. Coleraine 45, Oak Hills 14, fourth quarter score there. Lakota West 33, Hamilton 6, fourth quarter. Yep, right at the 50 yard line. They need 25 yards and plenty of time to get that despite no timeouts. Fair drops to throw his pass, slings it short. It's caught in, in bounds by Fisher. Short gain. Well, about three or four. Princeton and Sycamore not in a hurry they need to get in a hurry here and maybe they're going to benefit Princeton. Fair in the shotgun down to 35 seconds. Fair takes the snap drops the throw sets his feet getting some pressure throws the pass inside caught by Anipol, and he's tackled right in the middle of the field still on his feet now they'll blow the whistle to blow it dead. If that's enough for a first down it will stop the clock it's very near it is going to be a first down clock will stop to set the chains with 23 seconds as they have it down to the Princeton 30, what, 7 yard line. They need about another 12 yards to have a shot at this, although the wind starting to pick up. Fair will clock it with 18 seconds to go. 34 yard lines where it's at. They need about nine yards, although all of a sudden the wind is starting to gust. Actually off to our left, going left to right across the field. Not so much into Sycamore. Sycamore's driving towards the open end of the stadium. And Sycamore out of timeouts. 13-13 score. 16 seconds to go. Fair has two receivers each way. They need to get about nine yards to give them a chance. Having a hard time getting their formation set up. Still plenty of time on the play clock, still 13 seconds. Fair out of the shotgun, waits the snap, takes it, drops the throw, looks right, throws towards the outside, throws it too far for Annapool. So he tried to hit him running towards the sideline to catch it and stop the clock, but that didn't take much time, down to 13 seconds to go. And now it's third and 10 if they could get this to the sticks they could get the clock to stop for the chains to move and take a and try to clock it they tried to throw that one to the sideline and it didn't work so third and 10 13 seconds to go as it stands right now we are heading to overtime at 13 all but sycamore has it on the Princeton 34 two receivers left two receivers right rather excuse me McConnell's one of them one receiver left fair in the gun takes the snap drops the throw Looking, throws it to the right side, it's caught by McConnell, he's banged down for a first down, he got tackled inbounds, and there are five seconds to go, they can clock this, and then kick the field goal, it's down to around the 17 yard line, Fair, down to three seconds, he's got to do it quickly, and he does with two, one, and they have one second on the clock, and that's probably the right call, believe it or not, Fair got that clocked, and now it'll be a chance for Farron to win it, And this would be disheartening for Princeton after it looked like they were going to come away with a victory and had a special teams miscue on a snap and a punt. And it was scooped up by Engel and scoring a touchdown. It'll be the left-footed kicker off the hash mark to the right. Farron to try a 35-yard field goal to win it for Sycamore. And now a timeout for Mike Daniels. He's going to use his last one to ice him. So one second to go. Farron on the year. He was perfect on extra points coming into tonight, but had his first one hit the left upright. He drilled his second one down the middle with plenty of room to spare. He's three of four on the season on field goals, including a 42-yarder. That flag is whipping pretty high above us. Ground level, I don't feel much of it, although it's coming across us. And he's kind of kicking with that wind coming across him. He's on the far hash mark to the right, and he's a left-footed kicker kicking into that breeze coming across. Princeton led 13-6. Looks like it was about to wrap up a great victory to go to 3-0. And now Jack Farron, senior kicker, will try about a 35-yard field goal to win it here for Sycamore. If he misses, we go to overtime. Line set, snap down, placement down, kick is up. He's got it with plenty of room to spare. And Sycamore has come from behind with 10 points. In the last two minutes, to beat Princeton 16-13. Jack Farron from 35 yards out. He could have hit that one from 50, I think. It was plenty of room to spare. And after doinking the left upright with his first extra point of the night, Princeton, looking like he was coming away with a six, or 13-6 victory, suffers a disheartening 16-13 loss on the final play of the game tonight. That gives, by the way, Scott DeTillo his 94th win all time here at Sycamore. He was tied with Bud Akis, the great Bud Akis for most wins all time here. And now Scott DeTillo gets his 94th win. So Sycamore improves to 3-0 overall. 1-0 in the Greater Miami Conference. Princeton falls to 2-1 and 0-1. And what looked like was gonna be a great win to start the Greater Miami Conference portion of the schedule becomes about as disheartening a loss as you can get. Two scores in the final 149 a botched punt snap that was scooped and scored with a minute 48 to go and then the clock management by Princeton hurt them as well penalties hurt them as well and Princeton despite another great performance by the defense falls here tonight by a final count of 16 to 13 so for Sycamore up next for the aviators they'll play at Lakota West which tonight handled Hamilton and for us We'll be back on the air next Friday night from Princeton High School. Airtime about 6.40, 6.45, 7 o'clock kickoff against the perennial Greater Miami Conference power, the Coleraine Cardinals. Disheartening loss for Princeton tonight. 16-13, they lose it on a field goal on the last play of the game by Jack Farron from 35 yards out. For, (coughs) excuse me, producer engineer, Zach Waddell. I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us. (coughs) Excuse me. Again, the final score tonight, it was Princeton. Falling to Sycamore, 16-13. You've been listening to Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.